This Week in League. Prepare the crepe paper banner. The world's worst excuse for a rugby league podcast celebrates their 100th episode. Has Lottie scored a hat trick yet? No, but there's still a chance. Josh Hoffman continues to be punished for his lateness by being included in the Broncos' first grade side this week. And we'll review all of the action from round 23 of the 2012 NRL season. All that and more this week in League. Welcome to episode number 100 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Glenn. And on account of the fact that I don't have a bat to raise, this is going to have to do. <laughs> You'll notice from the absence of a zipping noise that uh, it was already out. I was already nude. <laughs> uh, nothing's changed. It's been like that for uh, every episode ever. And um, so, yeah, no surprises and there. And yet you still turn up every week. Well, it's in my house. With a feather duster. It's in my house. So well, you know, that's to, true. To be fair, I don't have a choice. Um, now, uh, first thing, I uh, always have to do the uh, commercials, etc., etc. I just want to say, everyone knows, you know, you go to onnit.com, O-N-N-I-T.com, uh, makers of Alpha Brain, makers of Shroom Tech Sport, uh, all those great products. Uh, Tad Pike, good friend of ours, mm. who we met uh, at the get-together after the grand final at the Opera Bar in Sydney last in uh, October. He's actually grabbed some stuff. He uh, he sent a tweet, and uh, after asking what the code was, so he could uh, you know get the discount and everything, he said that um, I asked him what he was getting, and he said he was getting a twin pack of hemp protein as an alcoholic vegetarian kettlebell swinging huge cocked animal. I feel I could use some extra protein. <laughs> so uh, so Tad, we, we 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 thank you for. Thank you for supporting the show by uh, buying some products and using the code TWIL. It's a shame we didn't buy some Alpha Brain because Tad is one of the stupidest people I've ever met in my entire life. So stupid, in fact, that he bought me approximately four bourbons yeah. at the opera bar that day, that fateful day. Um, and anyone that knows me should know not to feed me full of bourbon. It's a recipe for disaster. That's a, that's a that's a long way a long way around slagging the guy. Considering you just look at the fact that he supports South Sydney, you know I mean? <laughs> you, you're always about the shortcuts. That's an IQ test fail right there. Not just in the bedroom. <clears throat> now, it's the 100th episode, so obviously this one's going to be longer because you know there's a lot to get through given the 100th episode. Yes. Um, we're going to be talking about ourselves a lot. Yeah, and, I hate and, it. I hate it when you do that. Yeah, and we're going to be talking about. Uh, yeah, we're going to be reading out things of other people talking about ourselves as well. Oh, and saying say generally I'm, com- so, I'm such a modest things. I'm such a modest human Nathan exactly but first I have to say this episode is especially brought to you by a person by the name of Justin Law now if you're on Twitter Justin make yourself make yourself known motherfucker yeah this uh, Justin Law is uh, a listener uh, lives down in uh, in Victoria and uh, as evidenced by the postcode on the envelope that I received today uh, received an email uh Asking for an address. Why? Because uh, he wanted to send us nude photos of himself. But yeah, in addition, to, in addition to the nude photos, he wanted to send us like a, a Dan Murphy's gift card, so that we could stock up on alcohol and uh, and have a drink for the 100th episode. So um, thank you very much, Justin. Uh, very unnecessary, but uh, oh, blown away. It's unnecessary. Blown away. This is already the best episode ever because I've like this is my second bourbon now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm finding you a lot less tolerable though I'm ready to punch on 
Yeah, yeah. You've already told me before we started recording that you're a lover, <laughs> lover, not a fighter. Um, so yeah, thank you very much, Justin. Uh, that's uh, amazing and uh, epic, gentlemen. Thank you very much. And it's thing, and it's, it's things like that that make it, yeah, that kind of make it all worthwhile as well. And there's like numerous, numerous examples that have happened over the 100 episodes of, of stuff kind of like that. Yes. Um, so yeah, it's yeah. It's, I mean, it's uh, reinforced awesome. for me every week because I get food. Yeah, well, that makes it worthwhile for me every well, week. True. But you probably, yours is probably a little bit more stretched out. Yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. Awards for you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I guess first thing, I just wanted to start off and uh, maybe you could share some of your memories, some of your favourite favorite memories from over the last... Do you want to uh, share some of yours first? That's cue to music. I suppose, do you, do you not have any memories? No, I've got heaps. I've got thousands. <laughs> Did the bourbon wind them away? Um, well, I mean, for me, I just, I, off the top of my head, I mean, this one thing that this did prove, you know, trying to stroll down memory lane and think about, you know, some of my favourite memories, um, how much I've forgotten. And, like, I didn't realise... <laughs> I didn't realise brain bitch. Yeah, I didn't realise that I'd forgotten until all the tweets started floating in from people with their memories. I'm like, oh yeah, that was fucking cool. Blah, blah, blah. So um, so for me, uh, well, obviously the 2011 grand final weekend was great. Uh, meeting people at the game or before the game, uh, getting getting smashed on the on the double decker bus on the way to the stadium. Yes. Manly win the day after at the opera bar. It was fantastic as well. Catching up with people, just having some lazy drinks out there in the sunshine. Um, the good cure for the hangover from the night before. <laughs> and. Uh, uh, or hair of the dog, whatever it may have been. Um, the trolls, fond memories of uh, Sharkman 05 <laughs> and Os 20 and Co. And uh, you didn't know, we kill both of them. We did, we did kill That's them. Great. We, we killed them. Well, not uh, just us, but our legion, exactly, our army of legends, exactly, that just uh, set to these people. It's and, magnificent. Andos twenty, you know, should never ever show his face on Twitter because he's already very well known. <laughs> uh, he's already, we've already made him famous. Um, and just seeing the show grow, in the very first day we did it, the first episode we did, um, the first day we released it, we had our uh, 13 downloads. Yes. <laughs> and watching that number multiply and multiply, you know, over the years and every week, and, uh, you know, having shirts and all that sort of stuff. I mean, it's, it's just, uh, you know, it's, it's good to think back on. Um, and when you think about how it, how it all sort of began, and the, the, <laughs> the fact that we, you still had the idea to hit me up about doing a podcast... And I was thinking back, because I was reminiscing a little bit today, and I thought about our, one of our earliest interactions on Twitter. Yeah, and this is, this is all shit that I say I don't even remember. Because I thought, what, when did I have, what was the earliest memory of Nathan? And I actually remember, it was 2009, and the Tigers, oh, the Tigers were flying high, I'm sure. But on the, on, I was watching on, a game. On, on route to ninth place or yeah, ladder. Yeah. <laughs> flying, flying high above the bottom eight teams. They literally did finish ninth that year, though, didn't yeah. they? <laughs> yeah, we sure did. But that's not what I'm referring to. Um, it was 2009. I was watching a Manly game and tweeting um, sporadically through that game. And I made some comment along the lines of, when did Brent Kite become such a useless piece of shit? Or something along those lines. <laughs> I was very derogatory towards Brent Kite. And then all of a sudden, some bloke that I don't ever remember following, and I don't remember following me, and I didn't really have a lot of recollection of interacting with previously, by the name of at Nathan Gillis, has fucking launched into me, called me a cunt. <laughs> that doesn't sound said, like me at all. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about, you stupid C? Uh, and something about he's lost his father, he's got a lot on it. And 
I then replied in turn with, I don't give a fuck what he's lost. He's also lost all his footballing ability. <laughs> and things sort of strained from there. Neither of us taking a backward step and engaging in a bit of a war. It ended in a few laughs. And then, you know, it wasn't long after that, I got the message, the, D, the DM saying, how about we do a podcast? To, which, like, I replied, <laughs> to which I replied, What's a podcast? Yeah. <laughs> so, well, the actual the, humble beginning. The real, the real one from when I'm the, the real, like the one that was a precursor to the podcast thing. Because um, I mean, I think I think I must have emailed originally. Like it must have been well into the off season, like you know Christmas, you know January yeah. sort of time. It was like fairly far after season. But I think it was uh, the when I started thinking about it, it was when that the game there was that game between uh, Tigers and Manly. Yeah. And I think Manly. But Blake Ashford stole the ball from George Rose, and Matt Orford threw it over the sideline to win it. Yeah. Well, Matt, well, no, Matt, Matt Orford. Yeah, Matt Orford kept um kicking. Kept, uh, he kept doing grubbers, uh, like you know five metres out and then someone from the Tigers would pick it up and go the length of the field and score yeah. and they were leading like 18-0 or something and then, and then Watmo scored uh, you know uh, three tries himself or you know, must have, you know he was just running rampant and ended up being I think 19-18 to the Tigers mm. and you know giving, giving yourself you know a glimmer of hope that you were going to get into the finals <laughs> that year. And, um, I remember Nicklin actually hugging me after that game and saying why do you do this to yourself <laughs> Why do you do it to yourself? But yeah, that was back in the time when you would uh, you'd be on Twitter during games, and so that was yeah, you got the idea from there, and you know, thought yeah, you know, I had a look, and there was nothing, you know, there's no one doing it, you know, not to, certainly not to any sort of visible degree. So like, yeah, let's do it, and sort of batted some ideas back and forth over email, and here we are. The rest is history. Hundred episodes later. Um, I also just want to say another one was uh, they're just people that we've met and who out of nowhere do random shit for us like uh, we're like a uh, full stop limited Tim who's no longer seems to be on Twitter but uh, he you know, pops he, his head up every once very, in a while very rarely, very rarely very rarely but I mean you know he would, he'd make you know songs I'm pretty sure he's in jail <laughs> but I mean he made, he'd make songs exposure. and stuff from shit that we'd said on the show and you know send those through um, Tiger Benji's doing a best of compilation fucking um, legends DJ Explain who's just who keeps sending us these hat trick stats and you know we, we sort of talk about the hat-tricks. The last two or three weeks, we've been speaking about these hat-trick stats, and we sort of muse about, you know, something else. I wonder, blah, blah, blah. Next week, we've got another spreadsheet yeah. with the answer to that through. Um, yeah. Anyone that's bought merch, you know, yeah. people that have invested their hard-earned in in shirts or stubby coolers or hats with, with our podcast on it, it's, it blows my mind. Like, it's, yeah. it's really, it's great. Um, you know, I hark back to the day after grand final day when we're, Walking along the the ferry terminal there. Well, we just got off the Manly yeah. ferry, yeah, at the at Circular Quay there, yeah. And uh, at Dim Sim, I'm, I can't remember what he's he's changed his name, but it was at Dim Sim, and he's he's hit us up saying, "Oh, this week in league, boys, look, you know that sort of stuff." Yeah, and then when and then, you're from Edge, you generally when someone says, you know, picks you out of a crowd, you generally think you're going to be arrested. <laughs> Turns out it was it was all positive. It was yeah, times. exactly. And just, dude, just, yeah, yeah, dude listens to the show. It's crazy. Um, and also, yeah, people that have helped us out as well. Like uh, like Choppy helped us out big time. Hooked us up with heaps of tickets to uh, the, the last game, Spoonapalooza last year. Then yeah. um, Dougie and Cade who helped out, you know, with um, guest hosting the show way yeah. back in the early days, like within the first ten or so episodes. And the Tates, like Aaron and, and Gillian, also making a sign, taking on the footy show, getting pictures with Scotty Prince, Scotty with Prince, Prince yeah. Dale Broman, all those guys, like stuff like that that. We could never really, you know, return the favour, if you know what yeah. I mean, and, yeah. and thank them enough, and, and we really appreciate it. I mean, we give you a lot of shit. 
Oh, yeah. we'll, we'll call you all sorts of names on Twitter. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. And, and most show, of those names are true and accurate. But we really appreciate everything you do for us. Exactly. And I mean, that's and that's the best thing about it. I mean, like, it's just, like the community that's kind of sprung up around it and, you know, grown as as rugby league, like on social media has grown as well. Because when we sort of first started, I mean, you know, the people who were on Twitter were kind of early adopter Twitter people and they, they yeah. weren't on because of rugby league and it just happened that they like rugby league. But now you're seeing like the clubs getting more on board with social media. So that's actually bringing new users to Twitter who come because of their, you know, their football club. And so, the, so the community sort of keeps growing around there. And I mean, we've got like a, you know, a very solid community around the show. I mean, every time we, you know, put a call out for something, which is, as you're going to see later, I mean, there's so many tweets, you know, with, when we just put it out there to people to sort of share their memories of the show so far, uh, just crazy amount of tweets. And, you know, so we'll split them up and sort of bring them up, you know, in, in chunks over the course of the show. But, um, uh, personally, I've, um, yeah, we've been through, like, you know, we've all, you've had a child. Yeah. Um, and we've all been, I've been to Kokoda, you know, overseas, all during the show. Jackson's yep. grown up and yep. become part of the show in some yep. ways with his bullshit <laughs> that he carries on with the Broncos. Um, <laughs> he switched from being a Tigers supporter to a Broncos supporter yeah, to like, the show. Exactly. Um, and, you know, stuff like that that we share, which is which is pretty personal stuff a lot of the time. And, and you know, it does build that community and, and we appreciate everyone, everyone's sort of well wishes and, and you know, good tweets and stuff like that that yep. they that they hit us up with. It's just like you say, makes it all worthwhile, and it's 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 easy to reminisce now. There's been a lot of you know a lot of hard hard work yep. in it. You know, the fact that we do both work pretty demanding jobs and long hours, yeah, um, and some late nights and stuff like that, putting <laughs> it together and recording and all the rest of it. But you know, just today reading a lot of the tweets and and people's uh, you know wishing us the best for our hundredth episode. It's it's um. Yeah, it's 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 fucking awesome. Yeah, I love definitely, it. definitely. So like re-energize for the next hundred, or at least till the end of this season. Yeah, well, this this we is might the thing. go out on our swords, or well, on our shields. Well, well, we're both in we're both in the eight at the moment, and that's the time when I fight. Like I found it like the only time I've ever found it hard was around like the middle of probably 2010 because there's still so much like fucking all that you know bullshit like you know the Brett Stewart case and everything like that, and I was just getting I was just pissed off with everything but you know it was it was tough to get you pretty know, sure to, you were borderline bashing me if you took so i'd bring that up just for sport <laughs> <laughs> but i mean you know generally speaking like like last year was was obviously a delight because you know manly was successful from start to finish and ended up winning this year you know we've been going okay as well and this year tigers are going okay as well so and you know actually since the show started the tigers have been successful as well it's true but it's funny how, and I know we're going on a lot, as we'll do over the course of the show, but it's our show and it's our 100th episode, so shut the fuck up and listen. Um, <laughs> but the, the way certain things happen that just seem to, be, to seem to fit in yeah. with the, sh- like, the lols. Yeah. Like this Lottie, this hat trick thing and this, like, you couldn't script this shit. Yeah, exactly. And I, oh, yeah. Mainly winning the comp. Like, <laughs> during the seriously, <laughs> why? Why manly? Or why, why the Tigers? Like, it's equally as painful for you to watch me win a grand final as it was for me. Well, it's this is the thing. I mean, like, I, I, did, I didn't know it was painful, Glenn. That's that's a revelation. Oh, look, I thought you were yeah, I mean, so. you know, why are we revealing shit? For me, it would only be it would only it's be painful. Worst day of my life. If the only way to be painful to Tigers one would be <laughs> if they did it over man, literally like the grand final against manly. Yeah, I could, this show would never go on. Yeah, otherwise, otherwise I couldn't give a shit. You know, if Manly beat luck. the Tigers in the grand final, yeah, it's over. You'd pro- yeah, a, you'd probably never see me again, ever, because I'd be dead, and or this show would no longer exist. I couldn't deal with it. Well, yeah, hopefully Jackson will be uh, able to step in his shoes. 
<laughs> he might struggle with the with the hour drive over here every yeah. night, every Tuesday. Yeah. yeah, in his foot-powered car, it might take him a while to get here. I pulled out some stats for the show, just like some facts from the show over the hundred episodes, just to mark you know to line us down. You realise that by the end of this season, we will have passed one hundred and fifty thousand listens. Wow, that's fucking nuts. <laughs> <laughs> That's that, fucking epic. That is, that is epic. And uh, of those episodes, the the most the lowest listened episode was episode thirty two, which was the hits and misses episode from the end of the very first season. And that is a trend that we found. Um, it seems to be decreasing over season on season. But the first season was kind of once people's team started being knocked out of contention, like around. <laughs> like screw you guys, we're like, not listening to your bullshit yeah, anymore. Like, like around like round twenty two, like you know. I imagine like Parramatta fans and you know like Sharks fans those guys have kind of dropped off a bit you know like, but it's it, last year not so much the Sharks when, fans in 2010 <laughs> yeah, round two yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah they stuck with it for a while especially you know with the bashing and everything um, the highest listened episode and I'm not sure why it is but it's um, it's probably something to do with um, the interest in rugby league that's been picked up over the last uh, season. It's uh, episode 80, which was uh, entitled Chocolate Fluffy, which was the last episode from last season. Yeah. So um, there's a there's a, a, a few this season as well that are very close, like less than 100 uh, away. So it's very, very small percentage away from the same sort of listenership. But that one's the number one listened episode. And I imagine it's because, like, you know, there was a big gap between, obviously, you know, you got the off-season. So people who knew people jump on, that'll be, that's the most recent one. So that's the one they listened to. So I think it benefited. But um, also had um, just uh, talking about people who do stuff for us, you know, without really you know, without really asking about it. Um, we put out there today, um, Barjas Hansen, Josh, uh, he's uh, at, at Barjas Hansen on Twitter. He put out, uh, he just sort of said to us, you know, is there anything, you know, he's been listening to you know, for, for the whole time, like, you know, anything you can do. And I said, I'd be interested to know how long Something yeah, you can do across all the Shut ep- the fuck up every <laughs> once in a while because, God, that guy <laughs> shits me to tears. Um, anyway, yes, yeah, so, so, how, how long have all the episodes gone like you know across the, how much content has been produced and so he's done up a, an Excel spreadsheet and sent it through and um ridiculous 166 hours <laughs> 2 minutes and 47 seconds to which Nicklin would reply try living with him <laughs> yeah yeah exactly and he's also put a total on there as far as the size so it's uh 6791 point two meg so, Pretty sure NASA can't put stats like that together. Exactly. I mean, really, the NBN was pretty much made to for, download uh, our show. For, yeah, to download <laughs> the show. I mean, clearly with that kind of data, um, I don't have anything else really to add uh, personally. Do you have anything pers- any uh, personal recollections you wanted to add to the ones you've already said? Or- Oh, look, I, there's a lot of memories. I'm sure we'll, we'll bring them up over the course of the show as people refresh our memories. But True. So many. Like yeah. 166 hours, 2 minutes and 47 seconds. I mean, I already knew that stat. I didn't really need Josh's input, but, you know, made him feel good about himself. Um, Give or take a minute or two. Yeah. <laughs> it's, um, it's hard to remember every... Look, sometimes some of the shit you say... It's just, I think about it, and some of your tweets, and like most of it annoys the piss out of me. I'm not going to lie to you, but there's the odd occasion, might be one in 20,000 tweets or something, where I fucking just about wet my pants. <laughs> you can bring the lols, I'll give you that. Oh, mate, you bring a lot. You're the, you're the, uh, the comedy relief. Like, yeah, you're the Carl Pilkington. I mean, you, know, <laughs> you even look like the guy. Yeah, exactly right. It's, it's my role. I've got to play it. We'll kick off, though. We'll kick off with a couple of tweets from people. Um, and these are in the order they came in. We put it out there this afternoon. It was kind of late notice, actually. I should probably should have done it, like, on the weekend. But anyway, 
got inundated. And so we've got uh, and some some old school fans as we well. Better, better, better cue the music, hey? All right. So Brittles NYC, she who's uh, changed her, her Twitter name a thousand times since we started the show. That she just basically said, "Congrats this week in league on their one hundredth episode." Then we had Cruzy zero six. His memory, the painting of Glenn's big head. And I didn't mention bring that up specifically because I knew that the, the listeners would bring it up, and that was a that was a fucking sweet moment. And if anyone hasn't seen that, if you're a new listener and don't know what we're talking about, it's on YouTube. If you go to YouTube and uh, search for the This Week in League channel, it's probably just youtube.com forward slash This Week in League, you'll see it there. It'll be uh, done as a season 2011 teaser or something. Yeah. But watch that video. Uh, it was sweet, sweet times. Uh, G Goat 11, Johnny Adams. <laughs> 102 Megan meeting many members of Twill Nation at the NRL Grand Final 2011 as well as drinks at the Opera Bar she was drunk was Jeremy underscore Jack 01 favourite memories Glenn's 2011 hits and misses or misses and misses in brackets <laughs> please and hash bashitic hash tigers in decline hash granddad in decline <laughs> that was one of the that's one of the best moments that, ever. that was epic and we can't even take I credit for that somebody's granddad <laughs> and that's right and I mean we can't even take credit for that all we did was read it some, some genius sent us that one and I mean you know, it's sad if it's true, but so much fun here. Uh, Dragon Punk 12, the Sharkman 05 meltdown, Glenn being attacked by the furry cobra, <laughs> and the day after the grand final drinks in 11. Uh, Jeremy underscore Jacko 01 came up again with his f- favourite memories. Uh, where are we? No, sorry, done that one. 102 Megan. When Tigers in, when hash Tigers in decline trended on Twitter, was a proud day for Twill Nation. Very glad to have helped. Devonhead. Another reason why I can't stand that girl. <laughs> Devonhead said, uh, Hash Tigers in Decline, uh, Glenn painted in manly colours, and the guest co-host Choppy, Chop, at Chop59 on Twitter, of course. Uh, Anthony Hornby, Hornby80, he's come out with a real simple one. Hash Tigers in Decline, that's his that's his warmest memory. And we've got tons more to go, but we'll spread them out through the rest of the show. So let me just put those aside. There's a lot of them. Um, DJ X-Plane, he's updated the statistics again. Last week we amused about uh, teams being kept scoreless. So this week, uh, he produced a... Uh, so what, I know he, says he calls himself DJ Explain. Mm-hmm. The fuck does this guy do for a job? DJs at an airport, Not maybe? <laughs> <laughs> but seriously... Yeah. Who's got that much time on their hands? He's in. He has to. I, I predict he's an accountant or something or something like that because uh, he's he, a DJ in his spare time. Has there ever been two professions? He's got command. He's got command of the uh, of the Excel though. You got to admit he's got he's got Hasn't skills. He what he's so, got he got the skills as yeah. they say in the hood, yeah. Nathan. And it's just there's just a number of statistics. I'll, I will have to put this one up as a Google document for people just to browse because it's interesting to see. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you look at uh, okay, so. The most hat tricks in a single round uh, occurred in uh, sorry hat tricks uh, zero score lines in You've single round. Yeah, uh, it was two thousand and nine where there were three in the one round, which is round twenty six that year. Uh, other than that, I mean, you had nineteen ninety nine tremendous year for nil score lines at twelve, and that's by far the the number one. Two thousand and eight, it had nine nil score lines in it, and of course, most notably, <laughs> most notably. Oh. <laughs> I hate this show already. 40 mil. 
we had um, and yeah, there's a couple of years like 2009 had eight. This year we're on seven at the moment. Um, you know, obviously there's a, you know, a few rounds to go. Yeah, we've still got a couple of games to play. They'll have a couple of nil scoreline defeats. We should be able to throw a few nils on people. And you know, speaking of you know Manly, they threw a nil on Penrith this year. So did you uh, with the Tigers? Yes. So that's two of the nils. There are a couple back in uh, in round five as well. And off the top of my head, I can't for life me fucking remember what they were. Probably one of them was the Manly. One Penrith. of them was Manly because the Tigers was the and the Tigers week, was the following yeah. week. Yeah. So uh, so this year we're sitting on seven at the moment, which um. It's by no means the fewest. It's getting up towards the higher end, but it's got a long way to go to catch nineteen ninety nine. And I uh, say, so yeah, they say it was the average. Still got a couple of games to go. They might get up there. I mean, here's a statistic that makes no sense when you actually say it out loud. But uh, uh, point two three. Uh, what is it? Is, is there, there's a nil score line every point two three of a game. <laughs> wow. Yeah, but I mean, it's funny. Like, you know, that's good. Yeah. He could I, I, he should sincerely should. Sincerely call himself DJ XL because his skills on a spreadsheet are unsurpassed. They're phenomenal, phenomenal XL skills. And so, thank you very much. And I don't think we really have anything to muse on this week as far as. Uh, so, I think he's got a week off as far as updating the, the spreadsheet. I'll come up with something. All right, cool. Um, still in housekeeping and not related to the 100th episode, Matt McLeod, uh, listener Matt McLeod, uh, just want to say uh, his sister, Hannah was a member of the Great Britain uh, women's hockey team and they she won a bronze medal at the Olympics. She got all the ability in the family, didn't she? Yeah, and, uh, but uh, Matt sent a tweet through to us and said, uh, my sister may have an Olympic medal, but she doesn't have one of these hash priorities. And it was a link to a, a photograph of him wearing a Revelation t-shirt. <laughs> I'd like to see the Olympic medal around his neck or maybe around his sister's neck while she's wearing this week in league t-shirt. That would be tremendous. Although, you know, it would be better. Yeah, while, we, you know, while we're on the subject of listeners doing things for us. Yeah, it would be better if it was a gold medal, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, if she was Australian, she probably would have got Yeah. Just saying. Yeah, fucking right. <laughs> this Olympics? No. <laughs> Let's hit some news. First story, Brett Stewart to sign a new deal with Manly. Brett Stewart has confirmed he will play out his career at Manly with the New South Wales Origin fullback set to sign a new four-year contract. This means he'll finish this season. Why's that? Because then he'll retire and fuck off to oblivion where he belongs. Jeez. Wow. Where'd that come from? That's I know where it came from. It came from the bottom that's of that. a co-host Jim Beam talking. It came from the bottom of Jim Beam ball, that one. Uh, while negotiations have dragged on since the beginning of the year, Stuart told reporters at training today he had never seriously considered playing elsewhere and was happy to be a Sea Eagle for life. I don't want to go anywhere. I never wanted to go anywhere else, Stuart said. I always wanted to see my career out here. I almost always saw myself finishing in maroon and white. The deal, which is expected to be finalised before the finals, when Shaw, 28-year-old Stuart, plays out his career with his brother Glenn. When Glenn and I moved up here in 2002 to say we'd be here 10 years later, I probably wouldn't have believed it. It's exciting times ahead with the youth coming through as well as our halves. I think the club is in good hands. Meanwhile, he has helped design a one-off jersey that Seagulls will wear in Sunday's match against Newcastle to raise awareness for diabetes. Stuart was diagnosed with diabetes when he was 13 years old and he worked with uh, Wolfman. David Williams to design the jersey. So oh, David- fuck, if those two worked on it, you should have made a signature range of tampons the amount of time they've spent out of the side. <laughs> Wolfman's got some skills on the old... On the, have you seen the... Not that I don't, I'm not a fan of the jersey, but you know, my feelings on oh, commemorative jerseys are. Jeez, you're hard to please. It's it's kind of it's kind of plainish, and like and, and you know what I don't I don't think I'd have a problem. Clearly, with the it was made after Brett Stewart's general play. 
plane. Superstar try scoring super machine. Genius. Unbelievable genius. You know, two time <laughs> grand final winning genius of the game. Fuck's sake. He's genius too many times. Yeah, well, <laughs> you can't you can't over accentuate the genius that comes with Brett Stewart and his genius play. Don't have to be a fucking genius. Oh, I believe you just have. You don't have to be a fucking genius to, to know that. Um but yeah, they've they've got the, the jersey. Uh, it, it's it's kind of plain. I mean, the thing is, one hundred and sixty bucks a jersey. You just can't, you know. You got to love. Yeah, you, know, you got to like the jersey. Oh, don't don't act like you couldn't. It. Don't act like you couldn't fucking spring uh, for it. You know, my wife's an accountant. I could, but you know, could. You know, creative, su- creative accounting. Suffer elsewhere in my life. <laughs> but uh, they've also done a, a, a shirt as well, like a t-shirt with the the snake sort of logo that Wolfman uh, kind of did, and um, looks cool. It's only thirty bucks for a shirt, so. You know, get on there, grab the jersey, grab the shirt. Uh, it's all for a good cause, and uh, obviously for diabetes awareness. And uh, assume it's going to go to the right places there, and uh, hopefully uh, they get a win in it because they don't go too bad in the special jerseys this season either. Next story: NFL style challenge system is on the table. Uh, the NFL style challenge system, of course, means uh, coaches or captains will be uh, able to contest refereeing decisions. It's set to be trialled after a meeting of the game's rules advisory committee. The idea—this is funny—the idea, which has grown in support since first being proposed by Australian and West Tigers coach Tim Sheens in 2006. What a skillful genius! Ahead of the game, ahead of his time, Tim Sheens. Yeah, won premiership in like fucking 20 years. Come back to me when you've done what something with your life. Premiership it was. When was Flicky. it? Fucking <laughs> <laughs> so far ago. Long ago, I can't remember. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's the main item on the agenda for uh, the meeting, and uh, they'll also discuss whether teams will be allowed to call on an 18th man if a player is forced out of a game through foul play. That's probably not a bad uh, amendment to the rules either. The uh, Commission's Director of Football Operations, Nathan McGurk, has been working with NRL referees bosses Bill Harrigan and Stuart Raper to formulate a model for the challenge system that will be presented to the Rules Advisory Committee, which comprises Ricky Stewart, Brian Smith, Mal Meninga, Darren Lockyer, Daniel Anderson, and John Lang. Fuck me dead. What a brain trust. John Lang. Brain rust. We'll even remember to show up. Yeah. If the committee agrees, it's expected to be trialled in Toyota Cup matches, possibly before the end of this season. McGurk was reluctant to discuss details of the proposal before the meeting, but it's believed the model is loosely based on the challenge system operating in the NFL since 1999, which allows the coaches to contest two refereeing decisions per match. If both challenges are proven correct, a third challenge is allowed. We've developed a model which we're going to present to the committee and get their thoughts and ideas on. It's going to be a good topic of discussion, and if the committee like it, then we'll see where we go after that. Um, so, yeah. I'd like to see the coaches sitting on the sideline. Yeah. With like... And actually throwing the flag on the... Well, no, like with two signs. Yeah. One that says, that's awesome. And one that says, that's fucked. So when you hold up the that's fucked sign, that's a challenge. That's not going to happen. I didn't say it was going to happen because they're not as innovative of of a thinkers as I am. But, you know. And you know... Imagine Sheenzy or Desi. Imagine Desi holding up the that's fucked sign. I'd love it. His, his face is pretty much a that's fucked sign. Oh, here um, we go with the Desi hate. The, you know, the other th- interesting thing about this story is that, uh, that Sheen's called for this challenge system in an interview after the 2006 grand final in which Melbourne were on the wrong end of some controversial decisions and suggested that teams be permitted two challenges per half but lose an interchange if they were proven wrong. I think he was probably thinking that might have got the Tigers into the eight if he had a challenge system. Yeah, maybe, but I mean, I think it's maybe funny. Maybe you should have used the challenge system to Without fucking the, get Benji and Robbie to not make such fucking ludicrous decisions in attack during the 2006 season, which might have won the Tigers a few more games, and then we would have won the comp again, like I predicted. Didn't happen. 
the point, the point being, though, if Melbourne didn't get, you know, if, if they did have a challenge system in place and they did get, you know, overrule those controversial decisions, it just would have been another grand final to get stripped off their asses anyway. Shane, like I said, he's ahead of his time. He just had that in mind. <laughs> he could laugh at Melbourne a little bit more. Yeah. Now they they go. The article goes further into talking about um the game on Sunday, the uh, the doggies uh, Brisbane game, where uh, Tony Archer apologised to Jack Reed after uh, he'd awarded a penalty against him for a flop. But uh, you know, replays showed that Josh Reynolds had basically pushed him onto Chris Ninu, and uh, so that's a perfect example where a challenge system could be used. Um, and yeah, we'll get into that game and you know the, the, how key that Quite was hard in to that game. And Anthony Griffin would have seen that. Hardly believe. Tony Archer's going to throw the flag on himself. Yeah, yeah. Now, uh, let's go on to the next story. Uh, There's one that's near and dear to your heart. Lottie Takiri wants the return for the finals. Of course he does. His injury may not be a season-ending one after all. Wait, he wants to return to first grade? Yeah. When he broke his arm in their loss to the Bulldogs last month, it was feared he'd played his last game of the NRL season and possibly his career. However, the dual international is holding out hope of returning in 2012 if the Tigers make it deep into the final series. Not all hope is lost for this year. I've been working hard on my arm in rehab and I've got a doctor's appointment this week which should tell us where we're at. I'm hoping that the boys go deep into semis and I get positive news on the scans on a chance of coming back this year. You can hardly say that without laughing. Listen to you. <laughs> you can't. You disgraceful you, person. You can't hardly <laughs> listen to it without Because I've got laughing. some funny shit that I want to say. <laughs> shut up, I might try and get to yeah, you, you no, go. no, you finish your story. I was, well, this is the funniest part of the story. The news is a massive boost to a Tigers side, which has just started to get back a number of injured stars out of the finals. Um, so that, well, I'm not even going to read the rest of it, but given it, it's, it's pretty funny that they consider Lottie an upgrade over, over Marika. Well, the, the, the thought process is that we'll have a Fijian flyer on either flank. So Matty Utai is going to miss out, who's probably been one of our best over the last month. Do you really do you think that would happen? Well, they spoke about it. Really? In a week, yeah. I saw it. <laughs> Poor Matty Utah. He's been the one that's actually performed. He's actually having a real go. Um, he's not getting hat tricks, really, but he's going okay. Let me paint a picture. All right. Let me get the watercolours out. All right. And the canvas and paint a little picture for you. The acrylic and the fingers. <laughs> <laughs> let me get the clag glue and a pair of scissors and some paper mache. And a tube of glitter. And make a really abstract picture of Lottie Takiri scoring a hat-trick in a grand final. What's never happening? Never happened. Thank you for allowing me to to consider that thought for a moment before you shot me down. Um, I I don't know. It's a risk. He'd be severely underdone if he comes back in the final series. And if they got deep into the finals, it would be like last year and they got deep into the finals and Lottie fucking lost them the game when it was in their keeping with like 30 seconds to go. (laughs) Could you imagine if they put him in ahead of Marika, say? No, they're he, not going to put him in ahead of Marika. He comes into he comes into the finals. You know what? Shinzi will do that. Because yeah. you know what he'll go? Here you go. I need my experienced guys in the finals. Yeah, sorry, mate. Need your experienced boys. Matty U- Utah played in the grand final. Played for his country. Experience. Lottie Takiri. Julian International. Played in grand, one grand finals. Played State of Origin. Experience. Yeah. Sorry, Marika. All those tries you've been scoring. Hat-trick a week in the final series. The fact that you can defend. Counts for nothing. You're out. Lottie, meet Chris Ninu. And imagine if they, <laughs> imagine if they were playing dogs. And Ninu and actually got it again. That you shit. You laugh, I'll fucking kill myself. Yeah. And and that, then you won't be laughing. No, that would, be sad. Will. that would be very sad. But it would be hilarious at the time. until, until and, and in the, keeping with the, the process of uh, things working in this show's favour, that will happen. Yeah, probably. Chris Ninu playing for a different team, stealing victory away from the Tigers 
as uh, a result of Lottie Takiri mistake. And as funny as that would be, you got to get into the finals first. Oh, fuck, please, <laughs> certainties. Um, yeah, and apparently, and, and also that uh, apparently uh, Lottie's been helping Marika out, and uh, they come from a very similar location village-wise in Fiji. Yes. So yeah, he's been mentoring him. We clearly know that's rubbed off. Like, I, I saw an interview with Marika, and he said I was uh, looked up to Lottie Takiri, and in my village, I used to uh, emulate his uh, hat trick scoring feats in my little football field that I made. He did not say that out of palm fronds. He didn't say. He did not say. He didn't say that because that never happened. He doesn't speak English. He but, said none of that. I made that whole thing up. Okay, the rumor persists that Todd Greenberg will be the next top dog. In the NRL, he's strongly rumoured to be the next boss of the game. Um, he's advised the Bulldogs board that he'd been offered the vacant ARL Commission Chief Executive job, but Canterbury directors deny that happened. However, the speculation about Greenberg has continued to get louder, and he's understood to have been interviewed for the job last week. It's also been rumoured that the commissioners who will appoint the next Chief Executive following David Gallup's departure two months ago would delay an announcement until they're sure they got the right person, but ARLC Chairman John Grant said last week that the quality of the candidates was high. That's all I really have to say. That's all that story. And uh, you can best administrator in the game. Do a great job. Um, don't have a problem with it. I think it'd be a, uh, a <laughs> worthy appointment. I'm trying to look. I'm trying to remain professional. That was me. That was me imitating your masturbation at the moment. <laughs> well, I, th- I think that's a little harsh. Please, please go ahead and and, and wax. Oh, well, I think it's rude, Nathan. I'm here trying to make a point. Okay, continue. continue In the 100th episode of this show... Continue with your point. I thought you might try something different and not interrupt me like a fuckhead. Continue your point. Turns out, you're going to do what you've done for the other 99 episodes... I'm trying to let you continue. ...and be a fuckhead. I'm trying to let you continue, but you're just ranting on me. Todd Greenberg, worthy appointment. (laughs) That is all. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And and, an addendum to that story... um, So childish. I was talking to an unknown person today who uh, went to school, uh, who he and his brother went to school with uh, Shane Matisk, who's currently sort of caretakering the thing. And uh, the way he phrased it to me was, um, you remember those guys that you went to school with or whatever, and they were fucking dumb at school, and they and they just somehow get a job, and then they keep falling upwards in the job despite being fucking hopeless at it? That's Shane Matisk. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, and he said uh, when he heard that he because his brother um, is not massively into into NRL, and so when it actually happened, he, he called up his brother and said, uh, "You see, you see who the next uh, you know, who the current you know, guy in the uh, the commission is? He goes, it's uh, Shane." And he's like, oh, "You're fucking joking, right?" <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, he's held in high regard, very high regard. Suspension news. Only one suspension this week. Unfortunately, it's for Penrith. Uh, you know, they're trying to avoid the wooden spoon. Big blow, Michael Jennings has been suspended for this weekend's match against the Warriors. He was hit with two charges by the match review committee, a dangerous contact with the kicker charge for taking out the legs of Josh McCrone and a careless high tackle charge for a hit on Joe Picker. He uh, pleaded guilty to both charges and the combined points of each charge added up to a one-game suspension. He also accumulated 83 carryover points, meaning that uh, he'll be on thin ice in your returns, you know, only 17 points short of a one-game ban. And uh, no other players charged for round 23. So Well, Penrith only had one first grader before this happened, and now they have zero. Exactly. And it looks like Luke Lewis is just going to uh, peel oranges for the rest of his career at uh, Penrith. He's, uh, he's, he's really disinterested in this Ivan Cleary thing. Yeah, yeah, really <laughs> he's, is. He's really not bought into that one little bit. All right. So let's go back to some uh, listener 
Let's let's cue the music again. Cue the music again, and uh, let's look at some more listener tweets with their uh, memories of the first hundred episodes. At the real Jedi said, uh, "Meeting at the real Jedi after Grand Final Glory." And, Fucking and, head. and Glenn's painted head classic. So he enjoyed. He's the handy ultra of self-absorbed, isn't he? <laughs> Hanley, nineteen ninety-three, short-term listener. So it has to be some of Jackson's story times or hashtags in decline. So yeah, both excellent, excellent points. Uh, at Barjas Hanson, who kindly provided us with those statistics about the episodes. Um, Glenn's head, Sharkman zero five, MC kilogram, garden sheds, and Glenn's predictions. Brackets misses. The guard shed, MC Kilogram. Totally forgot about that one That's until he brought great. it up. Sensational. Magnificent. Annalise underscore zero eight said, uh, going to Origin 3 in 2011 with the two of us and feeling like she had the podcast in her ears the whole time. Yes. She would have stood up and ran away, but both knees are fucked. So she had to sit there and take a medicine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, we were sitting about five rows away from uh, the ranger who ultimately pissed on her seat too. <laughs> that, yes. game. that was that game. Yes. Um, Hello, she, Pauline Hanson, if you're watching. And speaking of a bad knees, she did follow up with another tweet said, uh, when Glenn decided that Brett Stewart and I are a perfect match because of our bad knees. <laughs> there so we are again. So there, Some uh, things never change. Uh, at Devonhead, the, the meetups at the grand final in the origin and uh, bestowing the name Trotters to yours truly. He so, made that motherfucker famous. He, and he, he wears it with pride. He does. Filet mignon. And he added a, he added some more things. Fairy Cobra, Sharkman 05, Andos 20. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, you know, there's a, there's a lot of recurring uh, incidents, so we could probably uh, formulate a, a fairly accurate top five based on listener feedback. Yes. Garbs, 1985. Spoonapalooza, where we went to watch the uh, Titans and uh, Eels game at the last, uh, last round last year. Uh, listen to submission episodes. And the epic because he got to get his dose of Tourette's out every week. Fucking, but it was it was it was it was funny-ish. <laughs> and um, the epic Stephanie Rice joke. <laughs> I don't remember that. Me neither. Will know the epic then? I'll take credit for it, but I, I can't remember. I don't I don't remember what it was, but yeah, I'm I'm sure it was very abusive. Tad Pike. One day I was listening on my iPod. I believe it was episode 74. My iPod broke. I was hit by a car. I never listened again. And your heads never look the same. And Some would say it was an improvement. And finally, Dashing Dan won. Those first 99 episodes where the two of you blew each other. <laughs> He's got some homoerotic tendencies that he really needs to sort out. He's Maybe really he should come on the show and, you know, and blow you. do the show nude with us. <laughs> That'll get it out of his system. Recaps for round 23 of the 2012 NRL season. First match up, Friday Night Football match of the round, the mighty Manly Sea Eagles, 23. Demythified. Hello, <laughs> 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 Liz Smiley. <laughs> the South Sydney Rabbleos, six. In front of a, a hearty crowd of 17,947 people. Apparently the game was sold out with uh, just over 20,000 capacity, but the weather was shocking, so um, 2,000 people just didn't elect to you know go through the turnstiles or whatever. Um, the wind, it seemed to be like ridiculous. It was like 60-kilometre wind, you know, heavily favouring. It was obviously. in Gosford, so it was probably 2,000 locals that were high or busy stealing shit. 
in the chromie or something. Yeah, you're probably right. Um, okay, the points came, well, Manly's points came from a try to Matt Ballin, David Williams, Dean Vare, and a double to Jorge Tafua. Uh, Daly right. Cherry Evans grabbed himself a field goal. Jamie Lyon, poor fucking Jamie Lyon, one of five from the boot. They just couldn't score near the post for him in that freaking... Like Benji Marshall's do. Well, I'd, I would love to have seen... I wish this had been a Tigers game because I think Benji might have got 100% because the wind might have blown them in yeah. because of that battle <laughs> line. And you can see the way that Jamie, when he lined up the first one, it was dead on... The, it was right on the touchline. So he sort of... He tested the wind and he started it probably... 20 metres to the right of the uprights and the wind almost carried it through. Then his next kick, he adjusted it and the wind got it again and it just bounced off the upright. And then the third one, he's from the same position, he's like, fuck this. He's tried to like, yeah, hook it the other way and um, it looked like it went over. It must have just shaved the upright. But um, just a dreadful, dreadful conditions. I would have hated to have been playing. Um, Rabbitohs, they got a uh, try with Sam Burgess and uh, Adam Reynolds kicked his only shot at goal. Lessons for South fans and players, don't count your premierships before they happen. That's right. There's been a lot of talk recently about how the... the what's Rabbitohs that talk? Are... What's, the, what's the talk been, Glenn? Can you recap for the fans what <laughs> talk's been? People might not have heard. Uh, but, you know, players reserving spaces on their bodies for premiership tattoos and, and coming up in public. public, Not just public, but the media. And uh, All these tickets being sold, like I was all doggies, doggies versus rabbits grand final. Yeah. It just goes to show that, you know... You've got to be on your game if you want to be a premiership caliber team. And Manly are just that, a championship caliber team. Um, and South were off their game, and they can't afford to be off their game if they're going to beat those sorts of teams, even by, you know, 5%. And South were a long way off 5% off their game, but um, they're just, Manly are too good. If, if you're going to take them on, you've got to be on top of your game, and you've got to play almost perfect football when unless Manly are having an off day and they're having less and less of those in recent times. So Yeah, and they had an off they had an off first half and they still managed to, you know, get a get a lead out there. Yeah. I, I think when it came down to it, Manly really showed that they had more players willing and able to produce the goods under pressure under pressure. Um, and South wilted. And South, I've said before, when they get momentum they're very, very difficult to run down. It almost impossible to run down. But when they don't have momentum and they've got to really work their way and grind themselves into a game against a good team, um, they're yet to prove that they can really do that. So yeah. um, that's part of their development as well, and I'm sure that's something that Michael Maguire will work on them with. Um, he's he's a, he's a really good coach. I, I'm surprised that he's, uh, he's had these guys coming out in the media. I would have thought that he might have tried to keep more of a lid on it. Um, but... I back him to be a really good coach in the NRL. He's already proven himself to a certain extent, but um, he's got a little bit of way to go with with some of these blokes in the side because they really wilted when the when the blowtorch was applied. So and and Manly ran away from him. Masterclass from Jamie Lyon as well, especially that uh, the the try for Wolfman they scored. And you saw that one where he sort of yep. put Wolfman pulled the same move. Like Matt King did not have a fucking clue what to do with Jamie Lyon for the entire game. But that run where he sort of just, he just had no idea what was happening. Yeah, gave the ball to the Wolfman. Wolfman made a break, was just pulled down short. Then the, literally the next play did the exact same thing again and just put Wolfman on the inside to go in and score the try. Just unbelievable. And yeah, Matt King's an experienced guy and he just did not have a fucking clue what to do. Yeah, I mean, even even the best players are going to have have their troubles defending Jamie Lyon and Matt King is is a good player he's very experienced as you say but um, you know he's he's not the most noted defender he's not yeah. renowned for his defence yeah, yeah. Um, and you know 
much better defenders than Matt King have been shown up by Jamie Lyons. So. This is, uh, like I said on Twitter, I mean, they actually thought, you know, the match officials thought that Jamie Lyon had a, a toilet brush stuck in his, his back po- you know, in, stuck in his pants for the whole game, but it was just Matt King in his pocket for the whole entire course <laughs> of the match. So, um, do you have any other comments you want to make? I thought the... the, the oh, I figured I'd leave most of it up to you. I think I've, I've Burgess, said all Burgess and Taylor, the, you know, ineffective. As ever, yeah, they were um, pretty. Uh, well, I wouldn't say as ever. They've been really good in patches this year. Well, yeah, against shit teams, but I mean, you know, when it comes time to you know <laughs> to play with the big dogs, no chance. And uh, Dave Taylor loves a fucking. He loves a guillotine choke too. I noticed during this game. He's a grub, Nathan. In a tackle, he's one of the grubbiest wingers to ever play the game. I saw him put two clear standing guillotines on a player. Someone had gone in, hit the player sort of around the around the hips, and you know, sort of holding him. Dave Taylor came in over the top. Got the guillotine in, leaned back on it. I mean, what do you have to get done for to get, to yeah. get fucking pinged for? Like, I mean, because it's essentially that's yeah. You know, well, you know, grapple tackle was just the NRL's name for like you know chokes and stuff like yeah, that. Exactly. Same fucking thing, man. What a grub he is. He's got it in his game, and it's it's to his detriment, I guess. He's he's got enough skills um, in his kit bag to to be able to do without that sort of shit, but he keeps pulling it out. Yeah, and uh, Matty Ballon got a great try at the end with a nice little spin, and uh, that leaves, I think, coming down to the last couple of rounds. I think it is just uh, Joan Olivao and Georgie Rose that are lining up for the needy run at this point. So, I fucking hope Joan Olivao gets in the clear and passes it off to George Rose. No <laughs> one wants to see that motherfucker. <laughs> uh, okay, off to Twitter. Bemson Meister, of course, he's going to send a tweet in. It's Taylor versus T-Rex. Not since Chris Sandow was conceived have two bigger, lazier lumps rubbed up against each other. <laughs> Ash sex pests. Tad Pike. Well, he was talking shit. Obviously, as a South fan, he was talking shit to me. He's, he, he had a spot reserved on his body for his premiership tattoo. He did. He did. It was a, the only spot on his body without hair. Yeah. And uh, he said... Uh, his head. His face. <laughs> um, the train's coming and you're standing on the tracks, Manly. He said, that's the end of my unjustified tough talk. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. true. Yeah, uh, Benson was it again said, uh, Sterling keeps mispronouncing names. George should be Jorge, and Dave Taylor should be lazy fat twat. Hash Sterling in decline. Wow. <laughs> yeah, and um, he followed that one up with, uh, add Manly's defense to the list of things that have hit Dave Taylor hard. Laziness, obesity, and the fucking ugly stick. Wow. <laughs> yeah, he just decided to line him up, hasn't he? Uh, Mup. 20, not 23. Have we had MUP23 before? MUP23? Uh, not that I can recall. Jamie Lyon. He, he's a clear listener of the show, though. Jamie Lyon has been named captain of the academic team of the year, finishing his PhD at Benji School of Goal Kicking. <laughs> How dare you? We gotta love Keefe. Well done, Manly. You look like premiers. Good win tonight, even with T Rex there. South looked lost tonight. Hash, that wasn't the grand final. <laughs> no, it wasn't. And, uh, I think only Manly realised that. Yeah. Hanley1993. So with the Olympics winding down now, we now turn our attention to the disabled athletes going at it. South replays on soon. Wow. And Life of Ty sent this one directly to the South Sydney Rabbitohs Twitter account and said, I'd suggest you all stop talking about where your Premier's tattoos are going to go and keep focusing on playing. And then he copied us in on it, you know, so we could see what a what a what, what a, a genius he was. What a gigantic e penis he has by uh, <laughs> rightfully slamming the Rabbitohs account. And uh, Jeremy underscore Jack zero one he sent one as well to the Rabbitohs. Says, I hope the uh, South Sydney Rabbitohs players have enough room on their body for the Manly Premiership twenty twelve tattoos. Hash Gronks. <laughs> hash Tigers in decline. <laughs> 
It's not even relevant, man. <laughs> Mate, the, the, the amount of times that we're going to hear that hashtag, um, like everyone throws it in their memories as well. Whether you know, it's crazy. It's good times. Not really. Okay, next game. The other Friday night game. One that did not capture the imagination of our listeners at all, <coughs> judging from the amount of tweets we got on it. Melbourne Storm 24 defeated the Gold Coast Titans 16 down at Amy Park in Melbourne with a crowd of barely over 9,000 people. The Storm, their points came from tries to Cooper Cronk, Ryan Hoffman, Billy Slater and Gareth Widop. Cameron Smith, four of four on the conversions. The Titans, they had tries to Steve Michaels, David Mead, Ben Ridge and Scotty Prince was two of three on the conversions. Still far from convincing for the Storm, I think. There's some, there's some real worrying signs in both attack and defence for them. You're normally so structured and, and so disciplined, but, geez, they've got some lapses in their game at the moment. Yeah, attack attack wasn't too bad. I mean, the first half, they were, they were down 10-0, but, um, like, Slater was still making some busts and things like that, and just, you know, the last pass or, you know, whatever wasn't, you know, happening for them. And then they, you know, conversely, in the second half, the final, you know, did click together for them. I think Slater... Now that you mention him, I think he's still a little bit off the pace. I know he's still a great player, um, and the Storm are sort of buoyed by his presence in the team, but I think the fact that they're actually taking a risk with him, like his knee was heavily, heavily strapped. Yeah. Um, the fact that they are taking a risk with him really only serves to suggest that Melbourne might actually agree that they're in a little bit of trouble and they need all the all hands on deck to try and get themselves back on track. So, um, But it is a fine line. Like, if he's really is going to be sort of favouring that knee. That only leads itself to, to, to other injuries or the fact that, you know, he could take a knock and hurt it again and then they'll really be screwed because we saw yeah. how they went without him. So Yeah, not great. Um, the Titans showed why they'd be worthy finals participants should they make it, but um, losing Bailey at, for, for the season with a ruptured Achilles and also Bird, uh, at least for this week it seems. Yeah. Um, this possible, I mean, it's possible. might just actually kill their season. Yeah. And I mean, they'll be really pretty key players. Well, they'll be ruining the shit first half of the season they had, really, because they didn't start to really turn it on until uh, halfway through the season. And geez, they could use you know another two to four points. They'd be almost certainties to get in the finals. Yeah, some of those games where they they just literally stopped competing. In the first part of the year, they've they've really come back and bitten them in the ass. But I, I think they were building momentum nicely, and they were starting to put a good run together. But just without Bailey, who's their forward leader, really. Um, it just only amplifies the workload on someone like Nate Miles yep. um, to, to do what he's been doing. He's had a great season. so and He had a whale um, of a game too. He certainly did. So whether he can pick up the slack from losing Bailey as well um, and then obviously, you know, dealing with the f- fact that Bird's out of the side, he, his toughness and also his ball play and his defence are going to be sorely missed. That's correct. Now, Twitter... Very, very light on for this one. Uh, Hanley, uh, 1993, he came out and said, uh, Good to see that Melbourne fans have taken to Amy Park dressed in costume, all dressed up as empty seats. That's magnificent. Uh, Bemson Meister, judging by tonight's crowd, Mahe Fanua is the only person in Victoria interested in rugby league. <laughs> and we probably should mention there, Fanua was uh, the first person, um, actually the first Victorian junior for the Storm to come through and play for their first grade side. Good achievement. Yeah, oh, fantastic. And I mean, you know, he goes, you know, goes down in history. Um, I mean, the Storm cop a lot of flack on this show, mainly from you, but and rightfully so, I guess. Cheats, that's why. 
Um, but that is a really good achievement. They're fighting an, an uphill battle down there trying to, to get the recognition that rugby league deserves. Um, and, and a lot of times they're doing a, a playing a fairly lone hand. They don't get a lot of support from the NRL given their history. Um, and to see a local junior come through and play first grade and, and play quite well is, is a really good sign for, for their development squad, it's funny, it's, de- it's, development program. It's actually funny how long it's actually taken them to, if you think, to do it. I mean, because, you know, what sort of 13, 14 years they've been around. Um, you know, okay, let's see, you know, say he started in sort of, you know, whatever, they're under sevens or whatever. You know, that stuff it, takes time, mate. Yeah, I guess. That grassroots stuff, when you start from scratch, takes a lot of time. Yep. But, you know, good achievement, like you said. Uh, Bemson Meister again comes out and said, uh, the fans are beside themselves at Amy Park, Vossie? No, they're beside empty spaces. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, 9,108, the official crowd on that one. Next game, the Parramatta Eels, 36, defeated the Sydney Roosters, 22. Crowd of just over 12,000 people at Parramatta Stadium. And the Eels, they had tries to Nathan Hindmarsh, a double to Chrissy Sandow. Uh, Chase Blair got one, and there was a double to Ryan Morgan. Luke Burt, five of six on the conversions. He also got a penalty goal, defeating the Roosters, 22. Their 22 came from uh, tries to Braith Anasta, Brad Takarangi, Jake Friend, Adam Henry. Anasta was three of three on the goals, and Takarangi missed his only attempt. We all know about the the Stephen Kearney situation with Paraba, uh, and and we know now that Ricky Stewart's going to come on board and coach him from next season onwards. Yep. I just wonder, given the way that they're playing at the moment, and and the fact that they've had such a turnaround since Kearney has moved on, I wonder what style of footy Stewart's going to have them playing in 2013. You look back to his his Roosters and his Sharks days. Um, to give him some credit, he probably did tailor their structure of play around their playing roster. Um, but having said that, there was a lot of structure to it, yeah. especially defensively, but um, also in attack. And Sandow has, has proven that that's not his go. No. When they, when they play without structure and they get a bit of a leeway and, and a free reign to play a bit of ad-lib footy, you can only see over the last few weeks how much better he's been going. And he's he's starting to look like his 2011 self, um, and the whole squad looks like they're having a good time. It's 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 like Brad Arthur's released 17 blokes from an oppressive regime. And, yeah, and he, he has done that. And I would imagine the amount of coaching he's putting on the team is very very minimal. Uh, you know, I'd say it probably go starts, out and have fun. Exactly, it starts and finishes with go out and have some fun, and you know they look like they're doing that. I mean, that you know, there's a downside to that. You know, when the blowtorch is applied. It's not as fun, and you know they're not as effective as evidenced by the no. game last week. But when they're having fun, they get a lead, and they just continue to pour it on. They usually, you know, they can sort of keep that momentum, and uh, you know they go all right. Yeah, exactly. On on current form, Rennie Matur is in top sort of half a dozen lock forwards in the NRL at the moment. He's absolutely killing it. He's definitely a top sixteen. <laughs> he is absolutely killing it. His running game is, is is back to what it was when he was with the Bulldogs. Super hard to stop. His offloads are on. Um, good defender. He's playing out wide. And he's got you know some fairly inexperienced guys in, in and outside of him. So yep. I think he's really killing it at the moment. His his form has sort of coincided with Kearney moving on as well. Although he probably was falling into line as, with some of that structured play, probably yeah. suits his game a lot more than what it does Sandow. Yeah. But really, been really impressed with how he's been going over the last month. Um, the Roosters have clearly lost all hope for for this season. It really shows in their play at times when you know they started out fairly well, but they started out though. They actually started with a surprise short kickoff, recovered it, and Takarangi almost scored. You know, this is all in the first thirty up, seconds. Yeah. yeah. Um, it just shows, you know, when the going got really tough, they, they sort of 
didn't really yeah. look real interested in having a great dig. And to be honest, maybe out of respect for the fact that Smith did take them to a, to a, a grand final berth in 2010, um, Nick Politis maybe out of respect will have him see out the season. I just, I've got a bit of a funny feeling that he might not be their coach next season. Yeah, I just wonder who the options are though too. Well, Matthew Elliott's there, isn't he? Yeah. Isn't he assistant? Well, he's, you know, he's super successful too. Well, I mean, he's not I mean, really. I, mean, I, I understand what you're saying. What's but the opposite the of super successful? He's an experienced NRL coach and he's an assistant there at the moment. It's, a, it's just a likely replacement. You say. Yeah, I mean, that's a caretaker. You know, he's a likely caretaker. I wouldn't have him as a head coach. He's proven he's not up to it, frankly. Especially in teams that have seem to have, you know, similar sorts of internal troubles, you know, like yeah. player, player yeah, I get starting what you're troubles. I, just, I don't know what it is. It's just a bit of a gut feel. Um, they just don't seem to be having a lot of fun out there, and that's a bit of a symptom of, of a of a team that's not willing to put in for their coach, um, and that's always a death knell. Yeah, they've definitely got you know two losses out of their final three coming up, if not three, and that will see them with the spoon. Okay, Twitter rugby league Gronk at RL Gronk. There's more ink out on Parramatta Stadium than the entire Telegraph printing plant. Hash cool tats, bros. The Chapo eighty two. Maria Hargraves trying to be a hard cunt. Wow, something that never happens. Wow. Hash, star, ha, hash sarcasm. He's anti-letters, isn't he? Very much so. Maria Hargraves seems to be the, the, the derogatory term of choice for people who are anti-letters. Yeah. Uh, His name's Letters. Get it right, motherfuckers. Bemson Weiss. Hey, that, that's, that's Chapo that said that. Yeah, well, that's all right. Yeah, I was going to say. Me the king, of the king of the West. Bemson Meister. Hargraves, Friend and Kennedy would surely win gold in the three-man grub if it was an Olympic sport. <laughs> hash, <laughs> hash horrible twats. Wow. Aussie 11198. Hmm. We lost to the Roosters who just lost to Para. Losing to Gronk teams, I feel like a Tigers fan. Hash shit feeling. Hash dragons in decline. <laughs> and 102 Megan, a Chookies fan. So after this weekend's loss, the mighty Roosters 2012 finals hopes are now gone. Hash acceptance. Yeah. Hash, hash bring on 2013. Hash that happened three months ago. Hash or 2014. Hash or 2015. <laughs> <laughs> I think their finals are probably something you shouldn't worry about so much and I start thinking about the impending spoon. And all, well, you know, on the positive side, all the delicious cakes that you can make with a wooden spoon. Now. They would be tasty. That's right. Okay. Megan can't cook. West Tigers. 22. Defeated the St. George Illawarra Dragons. Yes, 12. they did. Just over 10,000 people at Allianz Stadium. And the points came from a try to Liam Fulton and a hat-trick to Tim A hat-trick, Moulton. Nathan. A hat-trick. You say. A hat-trick, you say. Scored by a Tigers player. Tim Moulton. Who was that skillful genius? Tim Moulton. Well, well, well. Benji, three or four on the goals. Like defeating Marshalls do. Defeating the St. George Dragons. Tries a double to Brett Morris. Another one to Mitch Rain. Jamie Soward missed his only shot and Chase Stanley missed two shots at goals. So goal kicking truly was the difference. As always, Benji got us over the line with his <laughs> goal kicking brilliance. And once again, it was shit weather, shit wind. Um, Tigers were we are fortunate enough to score most of their tries close to the post. And yeah, you score out wide last weekend. Just fucking asking for Difficult it. Difficult task. Yeah. Timmy Moulton with a hat trick. He's, he's been absolutely terrible at times this season. But I think a lot of that has had... Plenty to do with the fact that his confidence was such uh, was, was so knocked around by this whole Dragons fiasco that went down. 
It's through no fault of his own, to be pro- quite honest. Professional Tigers. sport, professional sports player, you know. Tigers threw him under the bus. He's a young man. All he's got to do is play sport. I mean, it's not like he's got to, you know. He's a young man. It's a, you know, it's a, it's a mental battle out there. And he's coached Timmy to take him on the field early in the season. Take take hold, take him on the field and hold his little wee wee so he can, you know, do a little wee wee. <laughs> <laughs> but the Dragons fans still think they wouldn't have him at his best after watching that game. Really. What are yeah, their options? This, this is a hateful. This is a hateful situation now. I mean, like, and then they hate him even yeah, further. They, because, they hate him even more because he just carved him up. Yeah, but they also hate him because of the way that situation played out. It deprived them of the opportunity to make plays for other fullbacks. You know like what I mean? who? Who? Yeah. Who would have went to St George? I don't know. Seriously. I mean, they had one, lost him, Fluffy. Yeah, always going to happen. Um, I don't know who else was on the open market to be honest at that time. Exactly. It's no the Dragons. One. Fuck, I care. Seriously, this hat trick thing's getting out of hand. It is, and, and this... Another tiger. And someone, yeah, there's some great tweets about it as well. Yeah, I'm sure there is. <laughs> um, last week, it was Benji taking control and, and, and grabbing the game by the scruff of the neck and delivering victory. This week, it was Robbie. Uh, but when Robbie, Farrett, when Robbie Farrett takes control, it's game over. It's just <laughs> possibly one of, the, one of the greatest hookers ever to play the game. Um, just took, He just decided that the West Tigers weren't going to lose this game, and uh, <sighs> there was nothing the drags, Dragons could do about it. Try as they might, Nathan. Dragons lost to the lost to the Roosters, who got pounded by the Eels. I just want to say that the where well, you put the Dragons in yeah, the scheme yeah, of things. Yeah, well, Manly lost to Parramatta and the Gold Coast Titans, mate. Both nufty teams, and uh, yeah, we're in fourth yeah. position, and you're barely holding into eighth. How's that work? Awesome. The world's gone fucking topsy turvy. Hey, judges in October. <laughs> judges in October. How can I judge you in October? You're drowning fucking, in your apple cider. You'll be in fucking Phuket. Drowning your sorrows. In apple cider. I'm not going to judge your the tears I'm not gonna, flowing down your face. I'm not going to judge the Tigers in October because, I mean, they'll be in Phuket. And I don't your tears fucking, making your mesh tank top all soggy. If I go on a holiday in October to Phuket, I don't want to fucking run into the Tigers <laughs> because I've already been there for a month. <laughs> Once the Tigers took the lead in this game, the Dragons, with the exception of Brett Morris, seemed resigned to their fate. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Brett Morris gave us a lot of trouble. Out wide, he's just didn't get enough ball. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, which is probably the story of his entire career. Yeah, and yeah, and what, what wasn't it great, Nathan? Wasn't it just marvelous? One of the greatest things you've ever seen to see Jamie Seward a start on the bench. Yeah, that was fantastic. I did B, love that. Come off the bench and play like he was still on the bench. Yeah. What a piece of shit performance he turned in. Also, another thing that I enjoyed seeing a lot was. A, when it was a couple minutes to go, it was like the pretty much the last throw of the dice for the Dragons to get back into the game, probably three minutes to go. So there was kind of, you know, they were a mathematical chance of winning the game, like the Tigers a mathematical chance of getting in the finals. Um, they went for their play, spread the ball to the left. Ben Cray, decoy runner, and once again... Straight off his head. Fucking imbecile. Cannons off his fucking ranger head. Yes. That dude is hands down the worst decoy runner in the history of rugby league. Yeah, well, you would think it was one thing he would be good at is impersonating a footballer. I defy anyone. can't even do that right. I defy anyone to produce someone who fucking runs into passes when they're supposed to be cut out. It's happened at least five times this season. I remember it happened twice in a single game. Just absolutely atrocious. Ben Cray... You're, you're more of a myth than the South Sydney Rabbitohs. What he should do is he should go and see the sports psychologist and pretend the ball is a fight. Then he wouldn't go within fucking 100 metres of it. He should go Illawarra Cutters and just fucking forget about it. Illawarra Cutters. There'd be a lot of Dragons, St George Illawarra Cutters, now that yep. the Dragon season's over. They'll probably win the New South Wales Rugby League uh, Reg- Reggie Cup, you know, with Soward there. Yeah, well. He'd, he'd carve up the Gronks. In 30 years. Yeah. <laughs> 
he'll, he'll, carve, he'll carve up the fucking part-time players. Um, He's a rock star, you know. Do you have anything else that you'd like to add on the game? No, mate. No. Look, I think I've said all I need to say yeah. about the West Tigers. Uh, they're no, resurgent. They're buoyant. They're, they're, they're gearing so. up for a finals charge. See, I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go that far. It's obvious, Nathan. No, it's right before you know, your eyes. The form line that came from this game was both sides of massive, terrible, terrible holes in their games, and uh, the, it's one of those games where the Tigers won. That's about the best. You know, two points. You know, that's that's a positive outcome from them at this well, stage. Surprised you didn't give the Tigers any credit. Let's move on. I give some credit, but Are you I mean, finished. You want me to finish? Yeah. I was just about to give him some credit, but I'm oh, going to stop now. Right, good. Yeah, you can fuck yourself. All right, Benson Meister. Condescending bullshit. How fitting that the Tigers are playing this game at the Sydney Football Ground, empty and soulless. <laughs> yeah. Ash, Tigers in decline. I don't think you could uh, begrudge anyone moving into the upper decks where you can't see them on TV, which is clearly where they all were. <laughs> <laughs> the outer decks. Like, like in, the outer decks, in the, in like the, in Campbelltown. The, in their homes at Campbelltown. Uh, Chambo, 33. My girlfriend says, I don't know how anyone's ever offside. Needless to say, I sent her back to the kitchen. Ash, women not in league. <laughs> wow. Uh, all jokes, guys. Bemson Meister, the curse of Lottie has definitely been broken. Even Molson can score hat tricks. Devon Head, dead set, gutted. Season on the line tonight and just periods of inept football. Looking forward to Hash. Stress, <laughs> Eight minutes of it. Stress free September now. And he's got Hash Red V. And Aussie 11198. In terms of the Molson hat trick, he joins the Ben Cray section of the Hat Trick Hall of Fame. Hash, like all good dickheads do. So that's that. Next game, the North Queensland Cowboys, 52, defeated the New Zealand Warriors, 12. Dairy Farmers hosted the game with a crowd of just over 13,500 people in attendance. And the Cowboys, fucking get a list, long list of scorers here. Brent Tate, Matty Bowen, Aaron Payne, Hattrick to Ash Graham, Antonio Winterstein, Gavin Cooper, and Kane Linnett with tries. Thurston, 8 of 9 on the conversions. The Warriors, 12 points came from tries to Manu Vadovai and Carlos Tumavave. Maloney, 2 from 2 on the conversions. When exactly did the Warriors get so bad? After Manly broke their hearts in Western Australia. Ripped their... F- well, I was thought you might have said in the grand final. Well, no, because they actually... looked. There was a period in this season where it was like, okay, they're coming back. Yep. And uh, then they had the they lost the. And they now gave, we're in a period of no, they're not. Yeah, they gave up the eighteen point lead against Newcastle, gave them an eighteen point lead against Manly to win, lose those two games, and now they just they got pasted by the Sharks the week after that, yep. and now they got fucked up by the Cowboys. They've thrown in, they've they've thrown in the tiki. They've quit. They've quit. They've thrown in their jandals. They've thrown in their jandals in the chili bun. <laughs> they've thrown their jandals in the chili bun <laughs> and kicked their tiki. <laughs> Fucking terrible. I was wondering when Michael Morgan was going to justify his existence. And um, yeah, lots of lots of respect came out of this game for him. Fuck. Even JT himself said that you know he was the one that kind of ran shit yeah. in this game and was the chief destroyer. He running shit now. He is. He was. Uh, he's been hyped up for a fair while by the Cowboys. I've never really seen any great evidence of the fact that he's worthy of uh, of playing consistently in a number seven jersey. But yeah. I guess with the fact that they've bought Louis and, and fought so hard to try and get him to play again this season, um, so he's sort of ready for next season, we'd probably put anyone on notice, I guess. And yeah. If, if it's anyone that's... Uh, any reason that's good enough to, to get someone to play like a first grader, it's the fact that you might not have a job. And attention, attention, Cowboys. Hierarchy. 
you don't need to put a fucking scumbag wife beater in your side. You don't no. need to fight for that cunt so much. Yeah, it'd be fitting if he... Uh, you've actually got a player there. just faded away into oblivion. And I don't want to jinx poor old Morgan. No. But you've got a player there in your midst... That doesn't bash his missus. Who doesn't fucking try and put her through a sliding door after a carton of breezes and fucking put her head and, you know, shut her head in the fucking doorway and kick her pregnant guts and stuff. Yeah. So, it's yeah. Etc. And And he seems to be able to throw some points on. Which is, you know, more than Louis ever did for the Tigers. <laughs> it's so true. Case closed. Of <laughs> uh, the harsh reality. McLennan's reputation is taking a bit of a battering, considering he inherited a side that made the grand final last year, and now they've given up about six million points, give or take, in yeah. three weeks. Um, this was an entertaining game, and, and with some great attack, obviously, from the Cowboys in particular, but the Warriors were fucking horrible. Yeah, they've, Absolutely they've, they've, legit, they just give up. they've legit given up probably about 130 points in the last four games. Mm. It's fucking not acceptable. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Under any, probably it's actually more than that. It's probably more like 150. Was yeah. it 92 or 98? Just in, in the last two weeks, and yeah. then and in the Newcastle and Manly games were both 20 something. Mm. Shocking. Yeah. Very shocking. Um, honestly, I just don't know what the answer for the Warriors is. They're clearly shot for this season. Um, you know, if, and then you've got the talented players, but then they lose Maloney, who's kind of a bit of a ringmaster there. Um, and when he leaves the circus, then he's going to go to East, and they've got nothing. Yeah, I'd have to agree. It doesn't look like it's getting a whole lot better for next season. Uh, McLennan's actually... He actually publicly said to the media that he... He's under pressure to keep his job, and, and he accepts that and, and takes it on board. To his credit, he wasn't throwing any of the players under the bus, but, um, yeah, he's he's another one that may not last the off-season. True. Okay, Twitter. The Foley, that is PH. Seriously, Vatavai has to be a unique. He cannot handle low-bouncing balls. And probably something should touch on. He had a shithouse game. Yes. Um, he was he's the captain again for this, this game. I think he was. C's not sitting that well on him. And nice. uh, the sooner the sooner Mannering gets back the better. And that's and you know what? That's probably a common thread in these losses they've had too over the last couple of weeks. Him being the, shit out. The absence of Mannering. Well yeah, it's true. Uh, he does like I don't think he's a horrible player. I think he's he's an adequate first grader, but the Warriors put him up on a pedestal. Yeah. And you can see why he means a lot to their side. Mm. Well, yeah, this thing, I mean and like I've had him on my super coach side all season and he's consistent like he delivers mm. as far as that's concerned and you know that's obviously heavily based on things like hit-ups and, and tackles so I mean he does the, the, you know those more you know non-flashy things that you expect uh, the Foley follows up with another one said the Warriors are about as impressive as the Australian Olympic swimming team oh that's harsh on the Warriors Whew, yeah Hanley 1993 fuck me drunk the Warriors scored I don't know whether to laugh or cry such as the joy of being a spectator at the Special Olympics <laughs> <laughs> and Mr. Bowles and it is at M-R-B-O-W-L-S for everyone who wants to talk to him on Twitter, like East fans. <laughs> and why would that, why'd that end up in this tweet? Fuck. It's ended up in the wrong section. Poor but editor, Nathan. Oh, yeah, it's terrible. I'm going to put it in this one because I think I, I put it in here specifically for the uh, the East fans to enjoy. Could someone tell Politis to take his soulless waste of an NRL franchise and fuck off? This is from a Penrith fan. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, he don't know. He's equal opportunity. We'll get to the Penrith game and we'll get to his comments on that game. Right. Anyway, diversion aside, Jono, NQC81, said, Not getting carried away, a great win, but we have to reproduce it when it counts. Completion rate improvement is the best thing about the win. 
very um very even even handed uh, assessment of the game there from a Cowboys fan who really make a good teacher that bloke. He would he would um you know a Cowboys fans they got every right Except to fucking go for this game. Fucking cowboy all the time. He yeah. does it on Twitter. He does it on Facebook. I'm sure he does it in real life in the nude. Aussie one one one. Very disturbing. Aussie one 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 nine eight. The Warriors are as easy as Stephanie Rice on a Friday night. Hash mole. Hash king of the Gronks. Hash Warriors in decline. Hash Kobe Bryant's penis. Whew. All right. And just want to say as well, this uh, I said it on Twitter at the time, but uh, this this Cowboys game with them just piling the points on, it really showcases how good Manly's defence is. Because <laughs> the week before they could they tried to do the same thing and could only get six points out of it. Just saying. Next game, where are we? Sunday, the 2pm game on Sunday. The Canberra Raiders, 20, defeated the Penrith Panthers, 10, down at Setabet Stadium in Penrith, a crowd of 7,500 people. Haven't the Penrith public just given up? I can Oak Milk is going to go into receivership at that rate. Have they changed Centrelink payments monthly? Don't know. They haven't fucking rocked up for a few weeks. That sounds like they changed them to fucking, you know, every 26 six weekly. <laughs> yeah, 26 weekly, exactly. Um... Now, the points. Canberra Raiders, they had tries to Joe Picker, Jared Croker, Josh McCrone. Jared Croker got three from three on his conversions and a penalty goal. Panthers, their 10 points came from tries to Michael Gordon and Josh Manhor, and Luke Walsh was one of two on the conversions. Penrith paid the price for not capitalising on having the breeze at their backs and, and the field position as a result of that in the first half. Uh, they just couldn't uh, couldn't put enough points on to... to keep Canberra at bay when they had their chance with field position and, and plenty of possession and um, Canberra to their credit showed that they can defend when their heads are on and 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 scored enough points to, to get the job done but it still begs a question as to why this hasn't happened sooner uh, it's easy to say that they've had their share of injuries but they've had these injuries all season and continue to have them and for the last two years they've had these injuries sure. yeah, really. and with the exception you know, of the in and out nature they're, they're of uh, Dugan performances like this together um Josh McCrae was man of the match in this game, and look, I've been fairly critical of him over the course of this show the last season or, or two, but three or three ever. Ev- maybe I've been critical of him this entire show in every episode of ev- that Canberra have ever played a match, but he's uh, at this point of the season with the way the run they're making, he, he's the key to them making the eight. The fact that it's it's really only him and Dugan that's going to offer any real attacking opportunities or, yeah. or creativity. Like, Blake Ferguson's a, a reasonable finisher, um, as is Reese Robinson and, and guys like that. But as far as creative guys, yeah. There's, yeah. there's not an abundance of them. It's just him and Dugan. I'm not going to get too high on the Raiders at the moment. I mean, you know, they're playing a Penrith side that's, you know, every chance of winning the oh, I'm not saying that, that the Raiders are going to make the finals or win the comp or anything, but it all comes down to whether Josh McCrane's got it in him. And what they're doing is they're actually saving Fern's ass as well with their, you know, couple What of they're doing is prolonging their fans' hurt and they're, and they're prolonging David Fern's career as a result. Um, yeah, that, that guy needs to go. Yeah. Um, this match was uh, not very well uh, well watched, I'd imagine, given the number of tweets we had. Sweet fuck all, two There's of them. 7,000 people that went to watch the fucking thing. How many yeah. people are going to tweet about it? Now, Mr. Bowles. I said that he uh, he calls it both ways, and uh, this is he about his, this, this, is, this is about his his own side. When you play like fuck sticks, you should assume you'll lose. Very poor performance. Hash Panther pride. Hash Panthers in decline. And the riff man. Wow, a small child in Panthers gear behind me sobbing. I hate my team. Ouch. Hash child abuse. Hash Panthers in decline. 
So you know when when Panthers supporters are, th- are throwing out the uh, in decline tag for their own side. Shit's got to get fucked. It's shit's, sad state of affairs. Shit is serious when that starts happening. Exactly. Shit's getting real. Okay, next so. game: Canterbury Bulldogs twenty-two defeated the Brisbane Broncos fourteen at ANZ Stadium. A shade under twenty thousand people there. The tries for the doggies are double to Ben Barber, Martin Tapao got one, and Josh Jackson, Kristen Inu three of four on the conversions. Brisbane Broncos their points came through tries to Ben Teo and Corey Norman. Peter Wallace got two out of two conversions, and he also grabbed himself a penalty goal. I'm going to come out and say it right here, right now. The Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs cannot win the comp with Chris Kearney at halfback. No shit, Sherlock. Fuck me. <laughs> he was fucking horrible in this game. And it's clear to me with the times that he, he's he been in the side and partner, Josh Reynolds, in the halves. Reynolds has actually overshadowed him for the for the most part, and he was certainly exposed in this game. Covered he his had head. a fucking horrible game. Yeah. But I mean, he's, he's, he's been on the shit list for us since the day one of this this show. Some would say his entire career, yeah. Oh yeah, he certainly is. I mean, he really only started playing first grade. We're kind of around, you know, genesis of this show. Yes, and uh, we've we've never rated him. It's uh, been he, a travesty. He's every never week ever since. He's never proved us wrong. And as you said, you're right. Um, Reynolds ha- has kind of, I mean, been the Tony Carroll to his Darren Lockyer and yeah. pro- you know, protected his deficiencies from coming out. But yeah, he's hopeless. And the th- worst thing is, I mean, they got the injury prone Hodkinson who hasn't, who never really turned up as the the player who's supposed to be anyway. As their backup. The matches that he's played, I think he's done fairly well, but he, they've been few and far between, unfortunately. Yep, yep. So, anything you... else to say about Ben Barber? Uh, ben Barber, no, not much. Why? <sighs> How fucking good is he? Yep. Still, he's, he's... such is such is Ben Barber's dominance, Nathan. Yeah. That he's got a little four-year-old fan. Really? I have to tell you. Really. And he's he's, oh, he's no. part of the way there to being a, fan, a Ben Barber fan. Maybe because he sees me carry on about watching him play all the time. But he's in his house footy matches, Jackson's uh he's taken to scoring a lot of or making a lot of breaks yeah. as Ben Barber. But you know who always comes to the fore to stop Benny Barber scoring tries, Nathan? Johnny Adams? Not Johnny Adams. Who? Darren Lockyer. <sighs> And such is the, the state, the mental state of what my a, son. What an imagination that kid has. <laughs> Darren Lockyer stopping anyone from scoring a try. <laughs> Ever. Ever. Even when he was playing. <laughs> <laughs> so it'll be, and Ben Barber's got it. And Ben Barber kicks through. And Ben Barber dies to score the Oh, and Lockyer stops him. <laughs> you just can't let this Lockyer thing go. He can't do it. Oh, that's great. And his other obsession at the moment, I know I'm getting a little bit off track, his other obsession is, is uh, video referees. Why? <laughs> he's, he'll score a try. Yeah. Like in his house footy match. Yeah. And he'll go, Dad, did you see that? And then he goes through a slow motion replay of the try. <laughs> and did you see that? When I went to put the ball down, the player come in and he knocked the ball and I almost lost it, but I caught it with my other hand and then I put the ball down with the inside part of my arm. So that was a try, isn't it, Dad? Let's look up at the screen, Dad. And then he goes, zoomp, makes the noise when the... It's a Try! <laughs> Kids are grump. But I think you make a pretty good video ref. That's fucking hilarious. He clearly knows the rules better than the current one, especially more like you know, Steve Clark. He's he's not a big fan of my video ref decisions because I'll see him clearly drop the ball and I'll say, no try. Here yeah. we go. We have to check the screen, Dad. Zoomp. 
Try. <laughs> <laughs> Always the opposite of what I say. Yeah, yeah exactly. But <laughs> the Broncos are really struggling for points at the moment, and 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 I know Griffin's got every right to to impose these disciplinary actions of players losing their spots and and chopping and changing position, which we'll get to in the in the team lineups, but. Changing their halves and their fullback around at this stage of the season when they're fighting to try and get a spot in the eight, yeah, he needs to be careful that he doesn't cut his nose off to spoil his face at this stage. He seems like the kind of guy that would do that. Sorry, he seems like the person that would do that. He does, as far as gay guy being cut straight yep. up. Yeah, um, and I'm not saying he wasn't well within his rights and and he wasn't justified in doing that, but you know they're really struggling for cohesion and, and changing their halves around in particular, as well as a fullback spot is only going to hurt them. Um, I guess it's probably a credit to the dogs that they were a long way off their best in this game and still ran out fairly comfortable winners in the end. Um, I just get the feeling that the end of the streak is near, Nathan. Some yep. would say it's you know less than a few days away. Yeah, I wouldn't say that. But <laughs> some, was, some would. You they, they are building up to look to what looks to be like a, a you know zero from two in the finals and you know us hold out the back door you think door. they might be the team that gets blasted out yep and the team makes a charge from the bottom half of the eight is that what you're saying Nathan no that's what I'm hearing Nathan no a team, a team that's what doesn't. you're saying I, I think that's what you're saying I'm just going to give you a little drop a bit of knowledge on your year okay. this year the finals are different first place fourth and then you know fifth plays eighth yeah yeah so the teams down the bottom are going to get arsehole out straight away they're going to do it to each other and then you know the top four teams have to play each other in the first week so they're going to get arsehole teams were to keep gonna, winning, Nathan. If teams finish in the bottom half of the eight and, and manage to keep winning, I mean, they could legitimately win the competition, couldn't they? It's not like if you finish in the bottom half of the eight, you don't get a chance to make the grand final if you keep winning, is it? The way it's rigged... It's not impossible, Nathan. The way it's rigged this time, I would it's, say. it's next to impossible. It's next to impossible. But it's not impossible. And um, I don't think you're even going to have to fucking worry about it, mate. That's right, because we'll probably be in the top four by the end of the season. I agree with what you're saying wholeheartedly. You're not even a mathematical chance of the top four at this oh, stage. Please. At the moment, you're a better mathematical chance of the spoon than the top four, <laughs> quite frankly. You are retarded. <laughs> I can't remember what I was saying now before you, before you started grunting Let's off. move on. Okay, so in that case, yeah, no, I was wanting to talk about the penalty against, uh, we talked about the penalty against Jack Reed at the top of the show. Yes. Fucking crucially bad decision because about mm. you know a couple of tackles later the dogs score and it was fourteen nil at that point and that's very what got harsh back call. in the game very very harsh and you know the Broncos it's hard when the referee apologises to you on the it doesn't even have to wait for Bill Harrigan to come out on the Monday to say yeah they fucked up yeah and uh, that's that turned the whole game and you know like the Broncos would be wondering what it may have been I think because uh, they just they just came to play uh, I still dogs just, I still think dogs had enough in their kit bag to to pull it out of the fire but you never know in those sorts of situations. Yeah. Especially if the Broncos are lucky enough to put points on. Yeah, and they're a team that's been doing it tough anyway. So, um, yep. you know, the, the, the shots to the confidence, you know, have a, have a larger effect than they ordinarily would, you know. Exactly. Okay, the unique 180. Worst half of football from the dogs in a long time. Hopefully Des gets into them and rips the door down or something. <laughs> CB underscore Bulldogs fan. Jeez, hashtag Palooza here. Uh, hash 11 in a row, motherfuckers. Hash dogs of war. Hash proud to be a bulldog. Two of my least favourite hatches. They have dogs in war. Like I know German shepherds were used to round people up in World War Two, but really, were they really in the war? Were they at the front line with guns attached? With to guns them? and little helmets on. <laughs> I don't, I'm not a historian. Don't ask me. I'm going to say no. Eddie NZ. Much better effort from the Broncos today, though the refs allowed way too much shit in the ruck from the dogs in the second half. 
GT351 underscore Johns. After being down 14-0, Bulldogs still make it 11 in a row. Ben Barber is a freak. Dogs weren't at their best, but still good enough. Yes, I agree. Cruzy 6 We should be at the bottom with the Panthers. We're playing as well as them. Hash Broncos in decline. Wow, hasn't putting, putting somebody the de- given up on their team? What putting the cat. in decline on your own team cat. is like a harsh. Cat. Mad Dog underscore no space. That was the worst refereeing so far this season. Piggyback those fuckheads upfield. Hash refs in decline. I wow. take, I take it Mad Dog no space is a Broncos fan. Just quietly. Moving along to... Monday night for bitch. Newcastle Knights, 26, defeated the Cronulla Sutherland Sharks, 4. There was a crowd of just over 15,000 people up at Hunter Stadium, and the points were as follows for the Knights. Jared Mullen, Darius Boyd, Aquila Uate Pate, Kevin Nagama, and Dane Gagai all got tries. Jared Mullen had a crack at a field goal and missed. Tyrone Roberts average this time, 3 of 5. Sharkies, 4 points. John Williams try. The end. <laughs> Forever and ever. Amen. Well, that's how you play when your season's on the line. Yeah. Newcastle. Dominated throughout. They wanted it more. They showed up to play. Their heads were on. Uh, they, they kept their intensity throughout the entire match. And really, despite Paul Gallen trying to fire them up, trying everything in his will, you know, his willpower and everything he had available to him to, to fire his team up, and he was fired up too. He certainly was. He f- tried his guts out, and they, the rest of the team just didn't go with him. Including Todd Carney. Well, I want to get to Todd Carney um, in the fact that we know how good Todd Carney can be. We've seen yeah. it. Everyone's yeah. watched it. He took almost single-handedly took the Roosters to a grand final, uh, won the Dalian medal. We all know about that. But he wasn't a factor in this game again. Um, and he well, carved up last yeah, week. Yeah, he did carve up last week. People might have thought that this was a resurgence of, of Todd Carney and, and he was making a bit of a charge to lead Cronulla to the finals with alongside Paul Gallen, but I think that was probably more an indication of just how fucking horrible the Warriors are. Yeah, exactly, I agree. And it was a bit of a training run for him, but when you put a team in that's committed in defence and, and he's got to come up with you know consistently solid play, or his kicking game was horrible, his running game, yep. admittedly he was trying to run the ball, but he was getting nowhere. Um, I just don't think they can win a finals game without him firing. I agree. That's, well, a, that's a you know you can have Paul Gallon trying his guts out and making two hundred hit ups and fifty million tackles, but if Todd Carney doesn't fire, they're not going to win a finals game because they're not going to score points. Yeah, and I don't think it's about him firing; it's about him not sucking. Like you know, you can have like a quiet game. He could just be he mediocre because he did at the start of the and season. And be a chance. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, at the start of the season, he wasn't doing a hell of a lot of anything, but they were kind of winning. Because you know what he's doing? He was putting in good solid kicks to the corners. Yeah. And leading a good kick chase. Yeah. And that's probably something they haven't had in a number of years, Cronulla. Certainly since Kamali left the club. <laughs> Some would say that they never had that when he was there. Well, he's, it's one thing he always had was a, a reasonable sort of kicking game. Yeah, yeah. Um, but when he's... He's a bit like the girl with the little curl, you know? When he's good, he's very, very good. But when he's bad, he's fucked. Or however that poem goes. <laughs> That's how it goes. Just paraphrasing, of course. <laughs> um, but yeah, I really think they're in trouble in the finals if he doesn't find a bit of the form that he displayed last week against the Warriors. And he, he certainly showed none of it in this game. Um, Tyron Roberts, I'm really starting to rate him as a player. He, he sort of sort of floundered a little bit in and around Newcastle's system there for a while now. But I just think... His ceiling is higher than Jared Mullins. 
um, yeah. Jared Mullen. Um, he had an absolute cracker of a game here, but I just if you, if it come down to it, and who you had to you know choose who was going to be your halfback, uh, you know, say next season for Newcastle. Yeah, you can see why Mullen's playing five eight. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and Darius Boyd probably played his best game of the season for Newcastle. Definitely, yeah. Um, looked better than he has all year, and and. <sighs> I hate to say it, and there's a, there's a number of teams trying to scrape into the eight, you know, that in the spot that the Tigers will vacate when they storm into the top four. But you just wonder if, if the Knights might have just timed their run perfectly. They're starting to play the type of footy that lends itself to, to a finals-type performance. They've got experienced players in key positions and, and don't discount the Willie Mason factor as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, well, he wasn't that fantastic, I think, in this game. He I mean, wasn't, but you know what he since was Since he signed doing, his contract. He was doing... Well, he hasn't signed his extension yet. Well, he has signed, hasn't he? He's got his extension well, now, I thought he? he he was really pumped up, and I think he led a lot of the forward exchanges. And the best part was, when they started to get a little bit of feeling and a bit of emotion in the game, he was at the forefront for Newcastle, and I think that's something they've really lacked, is, is a forward leader that will get in there and, and get in other players, opposition players' faces and, and won't take a backward step. Yep. Um, and he's certainly, he's certainly the head cheerleader. When he's yeah, on the bench, on the he's fired up and, yeah. and getting amongst the boys. And for someone that's only been a part of the club for a couple of months, or a few months now, that's pr- pretty commendable effort. Um, and you know, it just goes to show, like, you know, when you've got a chance to sign Ray Cashmere or Billy Mason, you man the fuck up and you sign Willie Mason. <laughs> <laughs> you, tell the, you, you tell the fans. And shut the, the fuck and, up. And, and the board, the, sponsors, whizzing, the sponsors, just shut, shut the fuck up. up. I got this. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Um, what else do I have to say about this game? Nothing. I think Sharks are definitely, I mean, along with the Broncos and the Tigers, it's uh, certainly looking likely as, as the teams to slide and get asshole out the back of the eighth. Then you've got teams <laughs> like, you know... Yeah, just the, had to add it, didn't you? Yeah, then you've got teams like, you know, the Knights who are streaking a little bit. Canberra, who I just still don't really, you know, see as a credible threat. And Dragons are probably not that credible either. But, you know, I could easily see Newcastle slipping into eighth position at the expense of one of these other teams. Now... Twitter, Bemson Meister. Colin Best is a bit of a misnomer. If his parents had been Mr. and Mrs. Slow Turd, then it would have been more appropriate. <laughs> Hash shithouse. Matt McLeod. If Willie Mason showed half the enthusiasm on pitch that he shows on the sidelines, the Knights would be a much more enthusiastic team. Jeez. That so speaks straight to your uh, cheerleading you mentioned. Bemson Meister. If the Sharks were always this boring, the Discovery Channel would be fucked. Hash Sharks in decline. Wow. 102 Megan. All that practice playing catch with Bennett paid off for Fluffy. <laughs> uh, Benson Meister again. Last time Boyd caught a loose ball, it was Sam Thiday's in his eye in the toilet. Hash <laughs> sex pest. <laughs> and uh, Big Dan, 1985. The refs flip-flopping more than someone going commando. Mace 21, Millie, Willie Mason that is, was sensational. Good effort. We'll take the points. Yes. Now, let's go back to a couple more tweets uh, from the listeners. Excuse the music again. Okay. Dipper FC someone I don't know if it's ever tweeted us before the choppy close episode was brilliant hash go manly hash congrats twill clearly gronk cambo 96 happy 100th show to you pair of gronks hash funny cunts begsy 2 his uh, memory was uh, the birth of the tigers in decline hashtag yeah great memory love it GT351 underscore johns waiting all these years for Lottie to score a hat trick is a great memory as is listening to the rise and rise of the Ottoman. Uh, CB, unders- CB underscore Bulldogs fan. Mine is definitely the rise of Tigers in decline. <laughs> and uh, what have we got here? Magpie View. 
congrats on your 100th episode. Great milestone. And just as much fun to listen to as ever. Oh, he begged me for a shout-out. Yeah? I refused to give him one. Well, he, he's got one. called my team that I support. And, I might add, let me just... Um, he He's uh, tweeted at me. Can I get a shout-out in your 100th ep being a needy cunt? He didn't Hash, say that. give me some sugar. He didn't say that at all. To which I replied... That didn't happen. No. No, it did. Look, it's right there. Oh, you did. You did say that. Well, my apologies. Take it back. Okay. To which I replied, no. Then he replied, oh, and I forgot to add something. Hash tigers in the client. <laughs> this from at Magpie View, I might add. Uh. To which I replied, fucking traitor. To which he then replied in kind. Don't start me, mate. I magpies through and through. So am I. Fuck you. That's just my little... You've just that. inserted that comment. Which is why I fucking hate that great offspring you support. <laughs> this is a guy begging for a shout out on the 100th milestone episode of the number one rugby league podcast on the planet. You're giving a lot of airtime, I'll be honest. Fuck you, Gavin York. You're not getting a shout out. <laughs> you only gave three minutes of airtime, mate. Uh, CB underscore Bulldogs fan. Uh, oh, and the official na- change of name from Captain Snooze. Enjoyed that as well, obviously, as a Bulldogs fan. Yeah. The underscore Q78. He would have to be the one star rating from the Camry driving sex pairs for mine. <laughs> <laughs> Matty underscore McCabe1. Got, uh, hash Tigers in Decline. Congratulations on the 100 episode, lads. Love your work. Hash Boom Matty McCabe. <laughs> that guy. I'd like to have a beer with Matty McCabe just to see if he really, truly does love himself. <laughs> Quite as... Oh, here we go. Here's a little DM from Gavin York as uh, we're recording. Oh, really? Okay, go. Let me just proofread it first. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to read this out. Right, go. Someone just pouring your heart and soul out to me. Go. No one's going to broadcast it. DM. Not over the main timeline. Yeah. Where people can see him yeah. taking his comeuppance. Sorry if that came across a bit strong. It's just that what happened to the magpies is a really sore point for me. Hopefully no offence taken. Question mark. <laughs> well, well, well. Get a room, boys. Can I just say... What happened to the Magpies is a bit of a sore point for me too. But I like to have a team to support. And the only club that even moderately represents my former Magpies heritage is the West Tigers. <laughs> I understand your concerns, but you're still not getting a shout-out. There you go. At Nudju. The Purple Cheats special episode. The second one I ever heard. It's his memory. And we'll go uh, finally... NQC81 said, uh, well, here you go. The Storm Salary Cap Special, Choppy Co-Hosting, Every Jackson Story, Sharkman 05, and Nate's 180-degree turn on Des Hasler. <laughs> yeah, I, I you just, have gone full circle. I'd just, I just like to say that it's not a 180-degree turn, it's a 540-degree turn, because <laughs> I spun around so quickly, I actually did an extra lap <laughs> on, the way, on the way around. <laughs> Previews for round 24. Start off on Friday night football. Canterbury, Bankstown, Bulldogs versus the West Tigers. Yes. Well, well, well. 
could see the Tigers out the back end of the eight. Well, Nathan, I'd like to declare something. Go. I'd like to say... Let me guess. Tigers are going to win, blah, blah, top four, something, undefeated, I think I find it quite rude when you do this, and it's taken me a hundred shows to bring this up, but I think you're a cunt. You've said that thousands of times. That's probably true. Across a hundred episodes. Look, if the Tigers win this game, they win the comp. There's no one else that'll stop them. If they lose this game, if they lose this, if you let me finish before you after. Oh, fuck. You're gone. If they lose this game, they'll probably still win the comp. It won't be quite as impressive. Um... <laughs> I think they've uh, they've got their game faces on at the moment. Oh. The West Tigers, there's literally nothing that can stop them in the NRL at the moment. Oh, who am I kidding? West Tigers, little Aussie battlers, just trying to make their way in a tough, harsh world. You know, who are they? Who are they to compete with the upper echelon of the NRL, such as Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs? Oh, okay. I'm just happy if they can just compete and, you know, show, you know just make their fans proud. I'm not, I'm not asking for a victory. I'm not, I'm not even expecting one. For the integrity of this show, I swear to fucking God, I'm going to edit everything you just said straight out. <laughs> because I can't, I cannot allow that shit to appear in an episode of this show. People will lose all respect for us. <laughs> they had none to start with. What are you talking about? <laughs> everything you said it was just bullshit. Doggies 13 plus, Tiger's asshole out the back end of the eight, never to return. It was uh, two weeks ago that Benji carved up. Last week, Robbie carved up. This week, Benji carved up Parramatta. Double pronged attack, baby. Yeah, yeah. Tigers 13 these, plus. These two will fall all over each other. Stumble all over each other. Taking the by storm. The NRL will be on notice come 9.30pm Friday night. You heard it here first. <sighs> Bitches. Are you finished? Are you finished? Hash hat-trick for Marika. Nothing. Put the fucking kiss of death on that poor prick now. <laughs> nothing Nothing you said then is going to happen. Not a single thing you said is going to happen. Next. Oh, shock me. Friday night, it's the Brisbane Broncos taking on the Melbourne Storm at Suncorp Stadium. I assume you'll be in attendance rather than being a true fan of the Tigers and watching that game. <laughs> it's still undecided. One of the guys that has tickets with us is a Bulldogs fan. So oh, true. I haven't spoken to him yet about uh, trying to come to sort of a, some sort of agreement. But yeah. It could be the last two games we actually watch together as a group, though, as far as the, the Broncos season tickets, because one of the boys is moving uh, to Toowoomba, so I'm, I'm not sure we're going to be able to uh, keep doing it. True. So, um, there you go. Yes, might be nostalgic purposes, or I'll, I'll go and watch the Broncos game. And I'll have to get score updates from you, because there's no way I'll have to watch it on delayed. I'll have to know straight away. So I'll just text them to you, I'll hey? I'll have to know my fate. All right. Because you're it. really good with score updates and like update round updates in UFC fights and stuff. Yeah. Because you like always add little witty anecdotes about how my preferred team slash fighter is going. <laughs> now I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that's true. Uh, okay. Broncos, I mean, as we as we mentioned in the uh, top of the show, um, Corey Norman has been uh, given the number one jersey for the second week running. Uh, Josh Hoffman is back in the side, but he has to come back on the wing. Yes. So uh, that's gonna, that gets rid of Maranta. He drops off. Uh, ben Hunt. He retains the uh, five eighth position. Uh, you know, he's obviously struggling for creativity there, and you know he he was okay. You know, he was good good in parts. Corey Norman was good from fullback in parts too. Yeah, he went okay. I thought, but you know, Broncos they're going to struggle against the Storm. The Storm appear to be kind of back uh, in their groove a little bit. Certainly getting towards that way. I mean, they they you know blew the cobwebs out against Penrith uh, Jeez, the week if before. They can't beat Brisbane. 
yeah. based on the way Brisbane are going at the moment, if they can't beat Brisbane by a long way, yeah. then you're still going to have to ask those same questions of the Storm. Yep. As much as I hate to admit it, I, I'd prefer to see Brisbane win, to be quite honest. It's not, it's not so good for you guys at Brisbane win, though. Well, if we keep winning, who cares? Yeah, but you're not going to keep winning. What I'm saying is you're going to... Yeah, well, you, I mean, you, look... You've got three... You've got, you've got one winnable game out of your next, next three. Next week, don't bother cooking dinner, Nathan. I'm going to bring your fucking words and serve them up to you on a platter. <laughs> uh, storm by plenty, I think. You know what we're going to have for dessert? What? Humble fucking pie. Are we? Yes, you are. And is that going to be... Uh... Shove it into your fucking smug-looking face. <laughs> with a hammer. Mate, there's, there's, just, uh, there's, there's, nothing, there's nothing that can make me eat the humble pie. Nothing. Nothing on this earth because, you know, best case scenario, the Tigers will scrape into the eight, blast it out week one. I mean, what would, just hypothetically, what would make you happier? One, to miss out on the finals and be spared. How could that possibly make me happier? Yeah, okay. Or two, making the finals, but getting dumped out on your ass in the, uh, in the first game of the finals. Neither of those things are going to happen, though. I'm saying, which one would you prefer? I'd prefer to make the finals for sure. Okay, so you can say, oh, at least we made the finals. Oh, I'm, I'm probably not, I don't subscribe to that line of thinking, but, you know, making yeah. the finals is, is better than not oh, making the finals, well, isn't it? Well, yeah, and, and making the finals is a luxury for, for Tigers supporters, I guess. Um, next, Canberra Raiders taking on the Sydney Roosters down at Canberra Stadium. Um, this one, a key battle in the battle for the spoon. Canberra have probably got themselves out of that danger zone a little bit, but the Roosters, they're 14th at the moment, but their run home is such that I think that they are very possibly going to go 0-3 over the last three rounds and therefore claim the spoon. Um, Which will ultimately spell the death of uh, Brian Smith. You would think so. You'd think so. Because they went went spoon, grand final. (laughs) They didn't quite get spoon and then spoon. So that's not good (laughs) at all. So what do you have to say about this game? <laughs> I was Raid, waiting for you to Raiders, uh, Raiders, something witty. No, no. Raiders, I'll be here all night. Um, Raiders by a million. I'd have to say, based on last week, I think the Raiders will build on that. and I, I, I think the Roosters have, have certainly got a performance in them to beat the Raiders. It's whether they actually produce it. Uh, they showed in patches last week that they've got some points in them, but yeah, I just, I'd have to say the Raiders at home. Yeah, and you look at their team, and I mean, they you know they they haven't got a bad team. The Which Roosters. makes you wonder about the coach. Yeah, yeah. Their, their squad is that you know they they've got a lot of young guys in there too. Yeah. But geez, they got some some quality players like Jake Friend um, at hooker. You've got Letters and Frank Paul, you know, in the front row. Braith Nasty's experience. Mitchell Pierce's state of origin player. Yep. Anthony Minicello, He was only playing state of origin last season. Legend, yeah, like yeah. I mean, former best player in the game. Yeah. So, Sean Kenny Dow, like he set the world on fire in 2010. And he played fairly well last week too, actually. Yeah. Some so, good touches. But having said that, I think the Raiders will be too good at home. Yep, agree. Next one: Cronulla Sutherland Sharks taking on the South Sydney Rabbitohs at Toyota Stadium on Saturday night. So. Toyota Stadium on a Saturday night is generally a happy hunting ground for the Sharks, pardon the pun. Um, yep. A bit of a graveyard, uh, Rabbitohs. Inglis comes back for the Rabbitohs. They do get Inglis back. You think they can bounce back? Isaac Luke starts again. I just... I, yeah. 
I know what you're saying. I think the Sharks were pretty ordinary last week and they'll be looking to bounce back. It's just a matter of just how buoyed the, the Bunnies are by having Greg Inglis back in the side and I think the Rabbitohs might be a bit strong for the Sharkies. You'd think the Rabbitohs uh, would like to try and make some sort of a statement after last week, but then again, so would the Sharks. That we're not good uh, enough to beat Manly, but we can beat up on the Sharks. Exactly. The perennial struggle is the Sharks. Yeah, Sharks won... Uh, sorry, Rabbitohs 1-12. If the Sharks lose this game... They're they in fucking freefall if they lose this game. They are in freefall, exactly. Okay, the Warriors take on the Penrith Panthers over there at Mount Smart in Auckland. Can the Warriors beat up on a travelling Panthers side? I mean, Panthers have not been good. They've got the uh, you know the whole wooden spoon spectre thing. You know, they need to keep winning. It's just like a fucking leper going up against a limbless man. Yeah, exactly. Um, the, you know, surely the Warriors have to win. Why surely? What well, what the fuck have they shown for the last month? You look at that them. They have to win anything. You look at their lineup, and you look at how similar it is to you know the side that made the grand final. Um, they're not. They're one of the teams that barely suffered, you know, through you know too much injury. I mean, they've lost Locke now for the rest of the season, but other than that, you know, they had an ongoing injury to uh, to Mannering. Other well, than that, I, I think the Panthers. I think just the fact that Michael Gordon is there and and he was a lot better last week for for the run, and I think he'll only improve. Uh, Lachlan Coote. At five eight, there's better five eight than he's a fullback. So it's really hard to pick either team though because they're both going shit. Yeah, I'm going to have to go the Panthers one to twelve though. Oh no, I think the Warriors have to bounce back. They have to. Okay, next the Gold Coast Titans versus Parramatta Eels. It's a replay of Spoonapalooza last year. It's not yes. quite that dire for uh, the the Titans, of course. No, uh, it's at Rabina. Um, Still just a shit for Parra though. Well, yeah, Parramatta. You know they've. It just it just shows how far behind the the eight ball they were because they've gone three and one over the last four weeks. Yeah, and uh, they still find themselves in last place. So uh, I think uh, Penrith and the Roosters would have been breathing pretty easy a month ago. And now they paid Stephen Carney about half a million dollars to achieve those results, which you know it's a credit to them. Yeah, Titans. We've already mentioned uh, they've lost that uh, Bailey. Uh, we've got Nate Miles starting as a prop. Greg Bird's been named in the eleven. So well, I heard he, he was. Long odds to to take part. In they this don't. Game. Yeah, well, they don't. And Ashley Harrison does. He'll be far from one hundred percent. Ashley Harrison there as well, and they don't have an extended bench either, so they must be fairly confident, confident in Bird yeah. returning. Yeah, I, I thought Ben Ridge went really well last week. He's starting yep. to come into his own a little bit, get a lot more confidence from having played a fair bit of first grade in in recent seasons. So, yep, um, I think he's going really well, and I think the Titans will be too strong for Para. Yeah, Parramatta. I mean, the you know, in their favour. I mean, they've got a very settled lineup. It's, it's probably, it seems to be just, you know, Still Carson Ivory. contains Ben Roberts, who had a fucking shocker. He had a couple of good touches, but yeah, I mean, he's Ben Roberts. What's he going to do? Um, you know, you can't escape your nature. Or your name, which is Ben Roberts. So, if the Titans can get off to a start as as, as well as they did against uh, the Storm, then, you know, I think, the, I think the Eels will go into their shell and, you know, kind of like they were when the Tigers pushed back a bit. Yeah, I think that the key for the Titans is to start well. And, and sort of take Parramatta out of the game and don't allow them to build that momentum, which gives them the confidence to open up and, and put a heap of points on. I think if they can do that in that first 15, 20-minute period, I think that'll spell the end for Parra. Yeah, and a Parramatta, if they can start, if they can you know, score the first two tries, then... You they'll know, run away with it for sure. Yeah, exactly. If they get their tails up, then they'll be hard to stop. All right, next game, the mighty Manly Seagulls. Take on the Newcastle Knights at Brookvale Oval. It's the 3 p.m. Sunday game, so it looks like we're going to streamy stream stream that one up. Manly settled lineup. 
Uh, Matai has been named in the side. Jason King has been named in the side, but we have an extended bench featuring... Is Matai coming back from suspension or injury? I can never remember. Injury this time. Oh, really? And, uh, Next time will be suspension, then injury again. Well, I mean, it's, it's, usually, it's, usually, it's usually suspension. Injury. Usually. No, it's very rarely when he gets injured. Uh, and Dean Varro, he's the only person on an extended bench, so I'd say that the person who's probably more uh, likely to drop off there would be Matai. Uh, I think mainly going to kill Newcastle season off. And I'll be too good at Brookvale. And you're certainly hoping that that's the case, given that they're sniffing down the, <laughs> down the necks of the Tigers. Yeah, I could probably deal with, uh, well, the Broncos as well, but uh, I could deal with the Titans and Knights losing. I could deal with yeah, that. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, mainly be too good. Um, you know, they kind of slept on the Knights last time. They played. And which got thumped. Which also co- which coincided with... Uh, and got thumped. Which coincided with the Knights actually learning to play, you know, and actually whether it's a matter of listening to Bennett or whatever. They just seemed like they, you know, they that was the advent of when they started actually winning their games. And um, thumping Manly. But also, it was yeah, it was also the medicine for Manly to uh, start their run for back-to-back titles, and they've looked like world beaters ever since, and they're going to beat the, well, you know, the Knights aren't the world. Yeah, I think you know, Eagles will win, and it'll help the Tigers out, so all the more reason. To cheer Manly on to a glorious victory on their destiny to uh, back-to-back premierships. Now, Monday night foot bitch, St. George Illawarra Dragons take on the North Queensland Cowboys. This one is down at Wynn Stadium in Wollongong. Uh, you know, it's Monday night football, so do you pick the Dragons to win because of, you know, hey, Monday night? Oh, it's a tough one. Dragons Cow- be as bad as they were last week. Cowboys, Dragons are coming off a game where they, they lost because they couldn't score points, and the Cowboys are coming off a game where they scored 52 points. So I'd have to tip the Cowboys, to be honest. Oh, you have, you have to tip the Cowboys. I mean, they've never been the best travelling side in the world, but, I mean, the Dragons are shithouse. They're languishing in 12th position on the ladder. Their season's over. They have nothing to play for other than pride. And, you know, who's that proud to be in the Dragons side? Well, that's exactly right. That's Jamie Sow probably is because he's alternative. He's playing for the Illawarra Cutters. Yeah, well, he has been named to start at 5'8 this time too. He's he not has. coming off the bench. So instead of only having, you know, 55 minutes of absolute pathetic play, they might have a full 80. Yeah. Which yeah. will mean the Cowboys will... Again, put fifty-two points on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as a result of Jamie Soud, I'm I'm picking Cowboys thirteen plus. So I don't know if they get to fifty-two, but the, the Dragons' defense could probably stem a tide of that magnitude. But I think that it'd be fairly comfortable win for the Cowboys. I, I'll uh, agree with that. I'll still say that they'll uh, they'll probably score more points than the Tigers did last week, given the conditions the Tigers had to perform in. Perform. That's a new concept. Okay, more listener tweets uh, regarding the 100th episode. I'm loving these. Let's cue, cue the music again, Nathan. Tad Pike said, uh, oh, this joke. Not an episode, but I enjoyed meeting you clowns after the grand final last season. Good guys, good show, and I appreciate it. That makes one of us. Jeez, hush. Devon Head, congrats. Thanks for the bourbons. <laughs> yeah. Congrats to those two mofos on uh, This Week in League on 100 shows. Love your pig, Trotters, XXX. <laughs> Nudju says, yeah, uh, also, Nate's speech about how a decimated Manly team would beat the Dragons in the first round of the finals in 2010. That was probably top five funniest Nathan Gillis moments I have in history. To, I, I have to, because that was all like uh, unscripted too, so I, I have to... It was totally, comp- and I can, I can testify to the fact that it was 100% off the cuff. Yeah. And the fact that you, you were actually waxing lyrical about how the uh, young Manly side that was decimated by injuries coming up against the uh, eventual premiers 
in St George Illawarra in the first week of the playoffs. Uh, <laughs> actually, we're picking Manly to, to make an unbeaten run through the finals with that squad. Uh, we had about 14 first graders out. Yeah. Uh, you were picking them to make an unbeaten charge to, <laughs> to the grand final. And, and you did say in no uncertain terms that the team that was going to take the field for Manly in the grand final hadn't even been born yet. <laughs> so we're going to be less than four weeks old taking the field against... Uh, and you know, as it turned out, Manly didn't score a point in the bundle out of the final altogether. So yeah. what the fuck do you know about rugby league? Well, I mean, this is the thing. I had to try. And, I tried, had to try and you know, hype the boys up, and clearly, you know, they didn't. They didn't Mate, get that speech. If they know, got the, that speech, the they biggest wouldn't... travesty was that that speech was never played to the Manly Warringah Sea Eagles before that match. Because if they had it, they would have won. Oh, handsomely, they would have went out and made those babies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and they would have. Those four-week-old babies would have won the grand final, <laughs> and probably forty-nil. Okay, uh, Bono, nineteen seventy-eight. Congrats, boys! Great achievement. I think you should do a Twill nickname roll call. Go through the origins of nicknames. Wow. Oh, can you pull that one off the top of your head? Well, letters is, is Jared Weary Hargraves because I'm just sick of saying his fucking name. Yeah, and he's got all the letters of the alphabet in his name pretty much. Yeah, so uh, he became letters. Joe Romolo, the, the great man and uh, hero of this show, he became the Ottoman because of his, his general body structure. His stature, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and the fact that he's he's got really short legs, but he's perfectly functional and uh, really handy to have around, such yep. as an Ottoman. Yep, yep. Um, and it lends itself to the Ottoman Empire, etc., and all those sorts of... Uh, exactly. You know, just, as we've used many a time, yeah. Couldn't really script this shit, as we've said a number of times. Uh, Captain Snooze slash No Days is, is of course, uh, Chris Nininu. I think he... he, he we nicknamed him Captain Snooze because he always looked like he was fucking asleep on the field up until a month ago and now he looks like a skillful genius. Um, fucking hell. Who else have we got? I think who we got in Salad. Salad. <laughs> Salad is Tony Williams because uh, at various points during the season in 2010, 10, it been, yeah. uh, you did bestow him with that nickname because at various points of the season he was as useless as salad on a plate yep uh, but Chris Bailey we had a tyre on a rope tyre on a rope because it was, he was like a training device where a player the rest of the team had to run along like they were towing a tyre behind them on a rope it's causing such friction he was, in the side. yeah he was such a fucking <laughs> liability uh, hindrance to the rest of the squad yep jeez uh, Fluffy Fluffy uh, that's, that's a big one that's a nickname for Wayne Bennett's lapdog aka Darius Boyd why they party? Lends itself Why to, they you know, party? I yeah. mean, clearly we know where that comes from. Rochow, not a nickname, it's Rochow, his last name. Not even his real name, but fuck, it should be. Not even the way it's pronounced. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's supposed to be Robbie Rocco, but I mean, oh, it's ridiculous. It's Rochow, fuck's sake. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm, I'm trying to remember which other ones. I mean, you know, players have come and gone as well. There's heaps. Yeah. It's been a lot more. There has been a lot more. Like he had Soggy, and, you know, it was like Mossy Masoi. When, when Mossy Masoi first broke into first grade, a lot of the commentators were calling him Mossy Masayo. Uh, we immediately nicknamed Soggy Masayo for obvious reasons. Um, for you raging homosexuals out there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe how much of a blank I've drawn on some of the nicknames. I know, I know, it's terrible, isn't it? Um, but I mean, they are certainly there. That those ones there are the, definitely the big ones. Yeah, that's, I mean that's the, the main 
and, uh, yeah, and, uh, and if, any, if any, everyone can remember any other ones that they need clarified, send us a tweet and we'll be happy to straighten you out if we can remember. Yes. <laughs> uh, go, moving along, uh, Dragons underscore Red V. Who'd have thought there'd be enough demand for listening to two dickheads flirt with each other to make it to 100 shows? <laughs> <laughs> Turns out, even if there was zero demand... Still be, doing still be doing it. And he followed that up and said, seriously though, congrats on the uh, Twill 100. Look forward to the podcast every week. Jason GNPI, Tigers in Decline, and uh, Glenn's perseverance against that fact. Also, Nate's general outlook on all things NRL. Yeah, Hashtag nice. Tigers in Decline. That's, that's his uh, positive, that's his, uh, his feelings about God, the show. God, this is a bitch. But in underscore the underscore surf. Love the podcast, guys. Listen every week without fail. We'll have to post another iTunes review this week for your 100th. Yes, please. And uh, in the surf, little known fact, that it was a tweet from him to us that we replied amen to, which was the one that uh, almost, you know, had idle threats of us being sued by some stupid fucking ranger who... Yes. Who... Shall remain nameless, Nathan. Yeah. Who was shit at playing hooker. Yes. In his time in the northernmost club in the competition <laughs> and the eastern suburbs-ish most. <laughs> what the cockroach. 102 Megan. Hash provoke the choke. Hash tigers in decline. And the countless wildcard in decline. Hashtags. Haven't there been some of them? Yeah. And she's I throwing, like those a lot better than the tigers in decline. And she's throwing some more in, some more in here saying, the listener submission episode. Who could forget the soothing, sweet, sophisticated, dulcet tones of my voice? Some people jumped all over that. Some people did. I mean, I've met Megan, so I knew she was a bitch. No matter how, <laughs> how her voice sounds. But other people, geez, they fell hook, line, and sinker for it. MMA underscore Some Dave. people even bought her a stubby cooler because she had a, a sweet dulcet tone to her voice despite yep. being a cow. She got she got a lot of she got a lot of fans. And yes. uh, I'm sure she added herself to many spank banks. Oh. That <laughs> <laughs> That's horrendous. Thank you for not involving me in that sort of talk. MMA Jesus. underscore Dave underscore Max said would have to be the birth of Twimmer.com. As in this week in MMA, uh, this week in league paved the way for its soon-to-be big brother. Hash rugby league season is almost over, so I assume that um, you know Dave means that you know this week in MMA is obviously going to have episodes in the off season. If it's where... one thing I'll give Dave back, it's the fact that all that years of all those years of chronic masturbation is really giving him some solid grip strength. He can hang on to the fucking coattails of this show and drag along his sorry ass and try and attach himself to it quite lamely. I might add. <laughs> Well, P.S. Fuck you. <laughs> okay, I think it's time to put down the verdict. <laughs> that is full time for the milestone episode one hundred. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter. So follow. Why didn't someone mention it was a hundred episodes? Snuck up on me. So follow at TWI League on Facebook as well. Facebook.com forward slash This Week in League. The likes are creeping up to the 1,000 mark. We had a good jump last week, about 10. So we're sitting on about 964. 36 to go. What have we got? Three weeks of regular season, four weeks of finals. It's not many a week. Should be easy. Piece of piss. Five what a week. What the fuck is wrong with you guys? Just invite a couple of people that you know like footy. Exactly, and, I, them. And, I mean, yeah, and conversely, I'd say thanks for the support, everyone. Not rocket surgery. Yeah, and I'd say you know thanks for the support, everyone. That's what I'd say. And Glenn, yeah, well, yeah, you want to keep it solid, people. Fuck, yeah, you've gone so lame, Nathan. <sighs> I remember when you used to hate on people just because they bagged Brent Kite 
And you used to jump all over them on Twitter. And now look at you. <laughs> now look at you. Hey, Just I st- vanilla. I still jump on people all over Twitter. Fucking hell. Not to mention pulling the fucking strip puffer strings as well. <laughs> Throwing Jedi mind tricks on motherfuckers. All right. Uh, where were we? iTunes. No new reviews this week. Our nemesis. And this is another thing. And How hard could it be? After you invite a couple of friends on Facebook, jump over to iTunes, put a fucking review on. Say something nice. Give us five stars. Yeah, I mean, let's, to be fair, I mean, you know, people who, who hate the show, like Andos20, you know, found the time to go and put a review on there. So you think the people that love the show would be able and to... that guy's a busy motherfucker. I mean, yeah, that... I mean, he's out there taping people having sex with his wife and yeah. driving a Camry. And finding people probably to have sex... Probably to se- bingo. And, prob- and finding people to have sex with his wife. Exactly. And, uh, and, and, that you shit know, takes time. And finding new sites to, to, to sign up accounts still, for so he can find people to have sex with his wife. From his, you know, he still took time out of his busy day. To turn the camera off from filming someone having sex with his wife, get over to the computer, in the nude, type a review, saying how shit our show was. Yeah. Happy 100th episode to you too, Andos20, you cock. (laughs) But uh, our nemesis slash uh, buddy Tad Pike has left a review, hasn't shown up yet. He did mention, uh, he asked me the other day how to to do a review, because you know. Because he's a fucking skillful genius. (laughs) Yeah, you you need, you need. Animal proteins in your diet. (laughs) What you need is some alpha brain. I'm I'm sure it's a it's a glowing review though, and uh, it'll be up there for next week. Tipping. I'm I'm kind of I I sort of hit the panic station thing where I was trying to go for upsets all 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 day to try and uh, catch up, bridge the gap on the leaders. That strategy doesn't work. Let's just say you're 73rd, and so you're probably closer. You're getting closer to that bet with Paraman. I think you I think you're you've got yourself as a chance now. Wouldn't it be magnificent when the Tigers, you know. Like the champions of the people that they are storm into the top eight, take the NRL by storm. Wouldn't it be magnificent if that coincided with me knocking off that cockhead Kyle in the tipping comp? Tell you. You finished? Yes, thank you. Fantastic. Okay, now the, uh, the, the, the traffic jam at the top of the uh, tipping table, it's even further sorted itself out a bit last week. Last week, it kind of, you know, we had like two weeks ago, it was ridiculous. We had probably about 300 people that were vying for the top five. Uh, now, it's definitely been cut down to we've got a, a top seven, guys, okay? Uh, Whitey, still on top by two points. Skinny has come back up into the mix He's two points behind, uh, and he's uh, in second position. Third, tied on points with Skinny, is uh, It's Me, Cookie Bra, who uh, relinquished second place this week. Uh, Kylie Kylie M, she was up there. She's dropped as well this week too, to uh, outright fourth position. And uh, Simo Ali is back up into fifth position. Uh, he's one point behind. And tied with Simo Ali, we've got Todd H, 1987, and David Tierney. I think David Tierney might be a new face up in the top uh, five. Yeah, sounds sounds new. Yeah, so uh, well done, everyone. And speaking of well done, well done to my team, the mighty Direwolves in uh, fantasy football, who jagged, well, had a pretty shit week, but managed to jag most of my wins and got the important one in the cash comp. Um, and it was a sweet, sweet victory in uh, in another comp. It wasn't this week in league comp, but it was one I was, uh, I was up against Paraman. Come down into the final uh, Monday Night Football... I had a lead of about 30, and I had Gallon to play. He had Gallon to play as well, plus Todd Carney. Todd Carney's budgeted for like, you know, 54, 55 points. Easy fucking win for Kyle. Easy win. 
I fucking won by one point. <laughs> one point. Well, last nothing, night... Nothing would be sweeter than beating that Gronk by one point. When the game was finished, I was leading by about 22, and then after adjustments and everything like that, you know, he, he, uh, Carney, Carney finished the game on 12 points, and I think he got adjusted up to about 30. So, uh, and then along with a couple of other adjustments, yeah, one point, I would have been fucking gutted to have lost that game. So, uh, the games I did win too, uh, straight through to the prelim final as well, so a week off for the, for the main boys. And uh, I've got another one that's uh, fighting for survival. Uh, this week. So how did you go? I know I saw you uh, undefeated won their won their first game in the uh, in the Tard Cup. Quite, I'm not quite undefeated for, for for no reason, Nathan. Well, they did finish fourth last in the regular season, so yeah, I mean that's exactly why they're called undefeated. So how about the actual? Other, how about this week in league comps that you're in? Are you actually in the finals in any of them? One. And did you win? Yes. Who'd you beat? Uh, someone I'm not familiar with. Okay. To be honest, uh, look. It's a bit disappointing that I've left my run a little bit too late and undefeated went the first 12 games of the season without a victory. Yeah. As you would expect a team named undefeated to do. Yes. Uh, but yes, uh, fantasy football used to be my thing. Now, fucking suck at it. Not and particularly good at all. It's, a, it's very easy. It I've is. Got, I've got I to just, say, it just very... takes a little bit of concentration once a week. And unfortunately, I, I lack said con- concentration what are you doing just lining up some tweets oh, this is 100 episodes of this shit yep you still can't get your shit together no I'm just lining up I was just uh, checking it just want to make sure that everyone who gave us a shout out for the 100th episode gets their uh, their tweet read out and everything because you know at the end of the day this show is uh, you know it's for the people it is by the people or by two people but you know we like to include the listeners tweets and so we like to include shout outs and you know Obviously, that gets you know a lot of the you know funniest moments in the show come from you know interaction and stuff with the listeners. Sure so, does. So, for the final time on this episode, the hundredth episode, let's look at some of the, uh, the final tweets that came in. Uh, let's we crank had, up that music one last time. Year of a Panther said uh, the best memory was Lottie's hat trick. Hang on, Ash Inception does work. And we got. I don't like you. CB underscore Bulldogs fan. My favourite moment over the last hundred episodes was when my tweet was read out. Wait, that hasn't happened yet. Well, I'm pretty fucking sure you got like four on this episode, so, you know, pipe down. It has happened. It has happened. It has happened. I mean, you don't know it yet because you're listening to it all like year, but it's happened, all right? Bems and Meister. Favourites have to be Hash Tigers in Decline and the Jackson Chronicles. Genius. Well done, gents. Kudos to you both. And uh, Bemson Meister, he's been a revelation over the last probably what, you know, hasn't he? What two months maybe since he's been uh, listening to the show? I mean, you know, he spends time that he could be spending because he is skinny ranger. He could be using the time that he spends tweeting us twenty fucking times a game. <laughs> he could be like dyeing his hair and eating a pie. Turns out, tweeting us exactly, going malnourished with shit hair. <laughs> Random Hammer, happy, happy 100th, you pair of grumpy old cunts, hash tigers in decline. <laughs> Joe V. Miller, what about the time you predicted tigers as pre- undefeated premiers and it happened? Yes, <laughs> exactly right, thank you. See, someone understands me. And uh, He's got some more fond memories though, Joe V. Miller, he said, uh, maybe it's uh, Revelation equals Adam Blair, or maybe that Glenn's a rookie league fan. How dare you, sir. Hash said by an Eels fan. Oh, double out of you, sir. <laughs> Stuart Marler. Uh, Russell Fairfax's dick probably has a mullet too. Priceless. And then that one there, I, I, honestly, I can't fucking even I, I'm pretty sure that was me. I can't remember when. I don't remember the context of context. it. context? Yeah. I, but, um, yeah, but it sounds, I, I imagine that was very hilarious. 
Sounds it. The tweet does, yeah. I, I can't believe I ever come up with it. Uh, Aaron Louise Tate, uh, her memory was uh, our amazing sign getting on TV during the footy show. And that was sensational. No, thank you very much, Aaron. That's sensational. I love Aaron. She's great. Right. I say some hurtful things about her. Don't you? All the time. Yeah, far too many times. Yeah, how she's not married yet and stuff. <laughs> and, you know, I feel for her. She deserves to be married and make someone miserable for the rest of her life. Yeah. Yeah. It's something I think she'd be good at. That's all I'm saying. Stop slagging. Uh, oh, hello. Woody, Woody Solo, congrats to you both. Thursdays suck in the off-season without your special brand of bullshit. Cheers. Hash go manly. Hash twill on the incline. Thank you. Riz666. He got up on his little stepping stool and typed on the keyboard. Congrats, boys, on the milestone. Been listening since the beginning. Thanks for the memories, Nate and Glenn. You're welcome. Good on you, Riz. Uh, Risby Stick. Risby Stick. Uh, Cage007. Congrats, Rabs and Gus, on having grey hair to go along with your 100th episode. Top blokes. P.S. Hash EDs. Which come from him. And uh, more just for men going on around that head than fucking movies could possibly ever stop. <laughs> yeah. I've got uh, Annalise underscore zero eights coming again. Said, uh, "Congrats, boys, on the hundredth episode. I love saying I was the original listener and can't wait for the next hundred episodes." So that's very nice. Do another hundred. I thought we were pu- pulling up stumps. <laughs> yeah. That's the only reason I shut up. <laughs> you're going to give me a going away present, gold watch or something. <laughs> you got some burdens. Yeah, but that was Justin. <laughs> I'll take care of the gold watch NQC81 said uh, congratulations Nate and Glenn on arguably rugby league's greatest milestone since Lottie last scored a hat trick hash 2002 I'd place I'd place 40 nil in the centenary year of the game slightly higher than this but you know we're up there no doubt about it Tall Hayden Tall Hayden said uh, who would have thought a few years ago that Bo Ryan would have made it to 100 before you guys congrats anyway <laughs> Oh, that's uh, a <laughs> as, as As probably like, you know, 50% of them. But, you know, that's the whole point, isn't it? I mean... It is really. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I've got nothing but nice things to say about you, people. This is what, this is what we get in return. This is terrible. Oh, this, is, this is our listenership. What have we become? Exactly. Now, um, you know, hopefully we got everyone's tweets in there. Um, you know, tried to get you all on there. And if we, you know, apologies if we missed any... Um, as you see, there was, you know, we put the word out probably a couple of hours ago, and there was an absolute deluge of uh, of tweets. So thank you very much for your kind words, and and also equally, you know, thank you for your insults over the over the last you know three se- you know two and a bit seasons, two and a half or you know almost three seasons. Yes. Um, do you have any final words? Just uh, a big heartfelt thank you to everyone that's that's listened, that contributed to this show by way of tweets or suggestions and and emails and Facebook likes and all the rest of it that goes along with it anyone that's joined the website um and been a part of the community that we try to build via the show um it's it's a weird thing the fact that we sort of do this every week and and just put it out there yeah and into the you know and who knows what comes back sometimes there's you know (laughs) we've had some haters um but you know, you'd have to say those guys are few and far between, and it's almost universally easily dealt with too. Yeah, yeah, easily, um, and it's, it's almost universal love throughout. And I'm very, very appreciative of that. And I don't know why, but it's uh, it's certainly very much appreciated. And I echo all those sentiments. Couldn't have said it better myself. Thanks, mate. So a couple of bourbons under my belt, I get all articulate <laughs> shit. <laughs> so yeah, in conclusion, we love you all. Thanks very much. See you next week for 101. See ya.